It's thinking about it. Hey, All here we right. are. All right, we're live for the season three premiere of the Guns and Radio podcast. We have a hell of a show for you today. We're going to be uh, comparing albums to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Use Your Illusion. We're going to we're going to make Use Your Illusion one go head to head with Use Your Illusion two. Use Your Illusion two, and we're going to see. Ah, easy for you to say, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna see which one is the better album. We're gonna talk about some Chicago business, and uh, we're gonna review Life Sweet Drug. We got some guests with us, as you can tell if you're watching the video version. Brando's here. Get, Jeff is gonna be coming in a little bit later, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a good time. So uh, with that, let's uh, let's hit the intro and get the show started. What do you say, guys? Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Guns in Radio podcast. And now, give it up for your hosts, Chris Caputo and Dustin Bones. Season three of the Guns in Radio podcast. I want to start out by welcoming Brando back to the show. Let's give him a round of applause. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Very nice. Very awesome of you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I can tell you right now, this is the biggest piece of shit shirt I've ever bought. Why? Well, for one, it's already curling up at the bottom. (laughs) Yeah, and it's it's paper thin, so it was great for the day of the show because it was so fucking hot out there. But like for everyday wear, once I wear it on this podcast, I'm going to put it away somewhere and maybe eventually frame it and hang it up somewhere. I shouldn't have took the sticker off of it, but you know, I'm not going to sell it. I'm going to keep it. Exactly. So. Fine. Yeah. That's fine. Well, thanks for having me on. Thanks for being here, man. I've, yeah, been seeing dude, a lot of, uh, I've been seeing a lot of activity from your show on uh, Facebook and on uh, everywhere else, man. What's what's new? What's uh, what's exciting that we can talk about that's coming up? Well, you follow me. That's why you see me doing all these things on Facebook. <laughs> In your face. No, it's been, uh, it's been cool. I hit 300 episodes recently, which is quite – doesn't feel like that. It just really doesn't. And uh, I got to interview Jerry Cantrell recently, which is great. And oh, bouncing the, it was. I just never thought I would it would happen. And to bounce off the Chicago thing, I, I've been doing fan reviews of this leg of the tour, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we're effing back. I, I don't know if that's the official name, but doing. <laughs> so I, I did a review with a couple of fans that were at Wrigley Field as well. So that was that was cool. I, I don't know if I've done. I don't think I've done every single show along the the stop, but to get. At least, you know, one or two, maybe three fans, just random people that went to these shows and that want to review it on the podcast and they get that experience. That's been fun. Unexpected, uh, fun thing that I've been doing. What, uh, you went to a couple yourself. What do you think about this compared to the Not in This Lifetime, um, tour? Um, I, the only major difference is probably, I mean, there are different things, believe it. That's usually the thing. That people go off like, oh, it's the same show. They didn't have absurd. That in itself is something else. Other than that, it's 
it's the same. I'm still enjoying myself. I've been to two. It, uh, going to one wasn't enough. I'm going to three. I'm going to be in Baltimore in a few days. Okay. I'm enjoying myself. Nice. What'd you think about Absurd? We hey, said our piece. It caught me off guard at how much actually I liked it. I didn't like Silkworms. I, just, I never really paid attention to it. And somebody starts uh, messaging me these lyrics, and I was like about to block them. What, let's see, like, maggots? Like, why are you messaging me these weird lyrics? And like, it's Silkworms. <laughs> that's the new song. And it's just something with Axel, the way he performs a lot that he's into it. And whatever Slash did to it, I enjoy it. Is it strange? Is it, is it November Rain? Is it Welcome to the Jungle? Is it, you know, is it top five, top ten, even top twenty? No, but uh, I like it. I'm glad they're playing it. Yeah, I'm glad yeah, we got something. something. Yeah, they did something. Yeah. So when you went to uh, your shows, did they sound check hard school at those? Um, I don't. I, I'm not confident either way. I'm not sure yeah. if they did it. Pro- they definitely didn't do it at the first show at Hershey Park. And no, they wouldn't have, I don't think they would have packed uh, a hard check. That's the second time I did it on my night. <laughs> yes, I said a hard check. I have, I have a hockey hard check. <laughs> they sound checked a uh, hard school, probably not at MetLife because that was the only the second time they they played absurd. So I, I don't think they did, that they did. But okay. it's interesting, yeah, that they're they're not only sound checking it, but Slash's account put it on his TikTok. Even though you know Megan's in charge of that, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say she's in charge of most of the stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, he's I'm sure he gives her car blanche. It's like having uh, that's true. You know, I can't get this view of myself. You shoot this for me, you know. Yeah. Of. And it's probably the same thing with uh, with Susan McKagan. You know, she yeah. posts check of hard school as well, but apparently that was taken down. You could speculate. I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're going to talk some takedown business here in a little bit. Um, uh, there was one more thing I want to ask you about, Brando. Uh, use Jeff so, or is he sit there like, in, like a goof, Jeff? He's just going to sit there? Uh, Jeff's with us, yeah. Jeff's. I guess feel bad not being introduced. He's just sitting there. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Jeff, meet Brando. Brando, meet Jeff. <laughs> oh, we we definitely know. Am I am I live? Yes, yeah, dude. We yes, are live. Oh crap, so man. Live, I'm sorry, dude. guys. I'm usually used to you guys just bouncing me in when I come in on when you want to talk. To me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know I was like in the box yet. That's my that's my mistake. Hey, Brando, buddy. How's life, man? <laughs> it's good. And yeah, you sound like you're in a helicopter, so it's it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my apologies, guys. No, it's just a mic. I can hear you. It's, uh, I don't it's know. It's a blade word. He's <laughs> doing the weather report. No, I, sorry, Dustin. I didn't hear what you were saying. Just because I know I didn't know we were going to be live either. But to see just Jeff sit there, I'm just, I felt like I couldn't help but be distracted since we're looking at each other. So I'm just I'm sorry, man. I didn't know I was in the room. Sorry, guys. No, oh, it's all good, man. Jeff's been on. Plenty of times. I mean, we have Jeff on uh, because it's our premiere, and we want uh, we want more people in a minute for our use your illusion bit to uh, to give their feedback. And we also invite you guys watching live to give your feedback when we get to that section of the show. Frost says that he just made it home with the frames for his posters. That's we're going to tell that story later on. And uh, 
Let's see. So, Brando, um, the thing I want to ask you about, I was listening to your show the other day, and uh, from the sound of things, you're... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna mute Jeff real quick while he does his changeover. Or are you done? Oh, he's good. All right, he's good. He's good. Does this right, sound we'll better, gentlemen? Mind. I'm sorry. A hundred times better. Yeah. Sorry, um, I apologize. You're good. No, no problem. No problem. Good, uh, it seems like you've joined us recently on uh, the black sheep of the family kind of uh, side of this GNR fandom. Uh, is that still going on or have you heard anything back from the, the banning of your show from GNR members? No, there's nothing I've, I've ever been told directly. And I mean, I don't know how much you've talked about it on here. And I, you know, I invited Rick Dunford on an episode and it's something I just had been gone going for a while. Yeah. I've been fortunate enough, like how I mentioned Jerry Cantrell, but there are, there have been some obstacles that have happened, you know, beyond just like being in radio and, and typical interview and trying to make a name for yourself, typical uh, obstacles. But, you know, when I'm told from two different people that I trust that Guns N' Roses management is, you know, to, to paraphrase, sent out a text saying, don't do interviews with him anymore. You know, um, it was like, hey, be, all interviews must be approved. And I was named through that. And I guess if you listen to my show, I, I'm not a, I try not to be a black sheep, but I don't try to be uh, controversial. <laughs> you know, not even a kiss ass. I'm pretty, <laughs> I like to think I'm down the, down the line. I think if anything, that's the only You're thing respectful. I have. I'm respectful. Yeah. I'm not going to be a Homer where, you know, I'll be honest about something, but if there is a moment that it may not be my favorite, you know, or this night wasn't the best, or it's not my favorite. So I, I, I just, I can't think of an exact example right now. But what I'm not exactly a hundred percent raw rock person, which I don't know. You got to be, who's like that with anything? I guess I, like that level of, of obsession with anything in life is a uh, is a little weird. Where you can't look at something critically. But I never go yeah. over the top. I don't know these people. I, you know, I have fun. It's a uh, it's music. I don't know Axl Rose. I'm lucky I've gotten to interview some people that I've admired. Just through doing this, so nothing's just ever happened. It's just unfortunate. I had I just decided to talk about it because people would, you know, they still ask me, you know, when Richard comes back on, uh, when you're going to get Melissa on, and I, and I just feel like an idiot at some point. Like oh, I don't know how many times am I going to say that? Well, here's what happened. Here's what I've been told happened, and I tried putting it out, you know, an olive branch. I guess I wasn't overly aggressive with it, but it was more for just my listeners to know what was going on and to continue to. Hopefully, build just a good reputation for me, and, and whatever reason uh, he has, whatever miscommunication that there is, gets cleared up down the road. But I'm just I don't want to keep forcing it or harping on it. It was just because I even got paranoid about Jerry Cantrell canceling because of that, because he's tight with uh, with Duff, and that's like been a reason before why I don't I don't get guests because they're close with GNR people, which it doesn't make sense because I've interviewed family members. It's just again, it doesn't make sense, and I've just needed to get it out there for people to know what I've I'm experiencing despite all the quote unquote successful uh, opportunities I've had. Yeah. I mean that I, I, I don't understand the point of not promoting the band and everything, but 
I don't understand Team Brazil's fucking business model as it is of not doing shit and sitting on our ass and, I don't know, fucking jerking off playing video games. I don't know what the fuck they like to do, but sure ain't manage a band. They only manage one fucking band. That's what fucking I don't get. <laughs> I know. How hard could it be? <laughs> I, I I don't know. And I just... I. What you guys may not like, I'm just hesitant to cross that line and be like, hey, they're this. You know, they're 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 being lazy, they're assholes. I don't know them. I know just with anybody in life, all three of you, just in your daily lives, people don't know what's going on. They don't know what exactly what they're doing. They only see what's on the surface. And I see that with people with me. They think uh, you know, sorry, I'm moving my camera. Like, oh, you, I post pictures with celebrities, and that's just crazy opportunities I've had over the, over the years. Oh, you live some crazy, uh, life of luxury. I'm, I'm sitting in kitty litter right now. And, and you know, I, I don't, I don't live luxury. I, I've been, I have a very fortunate and been able to live a life with my career, but I'm, but I'm just mm-hmm. using that as an example that I don't know what's going on with them. And I just, until I, I get direct contact, I just don't want to, I don't want to go full heel with it. You guys, you guys can. Uh, I, I just don't want to go full heel and just leave it up to hopefully miscommunication and something happens down the road. Because I don't. I never want to force an interview either. Because I never want. I mean, that's, that's something else. Um, we don't say anything out of the way. Like I don't go out. We don't go out of our way to insult him. But I mean, we make fun of people. Yeah, we do that. I mean, we're yeah. a comedy show. So I mean, yeah. we we joke a lot. We I don't know. I, you guys are fine because if anything, I think about I use a lot of sports comparisons, and I know you guys are sports guys. It's you guys are no, and even even Jeff who can get salty at times. You know, <laughs> other than profanity, you're not saying anything worse than a sports show talk. Imagine what sports show in in New York: the Jets, the Giants, the Mets. Everyone like is killing them. The management, the president, fire them. They need to be you know. Everything, the worst thing in the book, other than profanity, you can say on the radio. Oh, yeah. That's being a fan. <laughs> that's allowed. But I, I don't know. Maybe I, I I just don't feel good trying to complete the painting of, of what they may, may be in my life or, or may look at me like. Because there's also a part of me that thinks that there is a miscommunication, that they are they are given bad intel from a bad GNR fan. And I think there's part of me that believes that is happening so i'm just going to continue just to be what i am i like to think uh, a nice guy in therapy and go on from there. <laughs> now hopefully they'll give me an opportunity at some point well all they got to do is listen to the fucking show i mean if they listen to That's ours it. they're going to be pissed but i mean if they listen <laughs> to yours <laughs> you want to connect with fans and they don't need my or any of our publicity they're guns and roses you know there are mm-hmm. other fans they may need it but it's there's something going on, and what I've offered is is a disconnect between the band and the fans. There really is, and fans are upset. And you see a lot of fans that are saying nasty things about, you know, uh, Team Brazil or about the band uh, online. And oh, don't that's... worry, Beta's got their back. She'll just rip you a new asshole <laughs> online and go oh yeah, I'm oh, so shit. stupid. I mean, when she starts firing back, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you know. <laughs> I agree with you on that one, though. It's what they're alluding to. I thought it was very. Somebody's like, "Yeah, fuck hard school, uh, uh, absurd." The song sucks. Commented, I don't know who was on her Instagram. 
and she just you know fans like you don't belong on this planet like the world would be better off without fans like you so i'm paraphrasing but not yeah. much it was really fucked up <laughs> look do i really like, wanted that fan to kill themselves no but in this day and age you don't know what's going to set somebody off yeah, you know right not worth it and if you're a management representation of a band you can't speak like that you can't go no. down control level so i see that's what i mean i can be critical am i calling her you know a bad person i i just think that was a not a good opportunity not a good interaction uh from band to management that's that was that looked really bad well, Franz is watching, and he's talking about because Mason said uh, that you've got the Fargo Litho in the background, and that that was one of his favorites uh, from the tour so far. I liked the the '60s one they just did, the the Happy Days one. Personally, that is a very and, cool one. I'm lucky, yeah. I'm lucky I have the Fargo one because I did not go. Uh, but oh. a, listener, <laughs> a listener of mine sent it to me. I didn't even ask. Wow! Oh, that's really cool. I I I'm. Very, very, those are the things like I'm lucky, you know, uh, about. So those are the things I always want to come across. Hopefully, to Team Brazil and, and people that I think people see that, but for whatever reason, they're they are uh, they got this moat around them and whatever. I get 300 episodes. I had Teddy Zigzag and Roberta Freeman on recently talking about User Illusion, so I'm I'm doing what I got to do despite everything. Oh yeah, well. um I'm reading, uh, Franz is watching and he says that speaking about lithos, that's another beef that team Brazil's got themselves into with one of the artists. Have you, have you heard of that? Have you heard that story yet? No, I don't, I'm not, I'm not familiar with that one. Supposedly uh, not coming full circle with the moolah of the designers. What, like, what do you mean? Like they're not getting paid enough? Correct. Or fulfilling contracts or, financially. Oh, interesting. Or or at all, correct. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, Rick's watching. Hey, Team Brazil. <laughs> Show some love for Team Brazil. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a little bit, Rick. Wait, we're not going to talk about it. Time out. It, um, my affiliation, since I like Rick, that's, that makes me bad, since I like Rick. That's, that's probably those, where we... For those of you who don't know... Uh, since Franz and Rick are both in the tra- chat, and since they both know this happened, the stream is going to be shut down. <laughs> That's uh, fine. We can keep recording on StreamYard. So. Okay. Franz said that Rick was a legend for wearing his T-shirt to the show. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I left out the fucking part, but he was a fucking legend. <laughs> uh, say this then uh, you know rick will appreciate it and it's on and i you know this is good because I, I think i brought it up in my chicago review but i never actually had the conversation i guess my 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 brain still just forgot to talk about rick and the chicago thing but when i had uh, rick to, to do my don't ban me episode he came on the show with the was it the kill your idols shirt <laughs> you know, the, kill, you, kill your idiots. Yeah, yeah. it was that famous Axel shirt, Kill Your Idols. So, uh, Rick has a nice Team Brazil custom version. And I asked him politely not to wear it so people don't associate with me wanting to murder Team Brazil. So, <laughs> thank you for taking shirts. And, and just so, yeah, Team Brazil knows I don't want to cause them any physical harm. <laughs> Neither does Rick. Well, I, I don't either. I just wish that they'd be a little bit more I know. transparent. I'm, I know, I know, I know. That's it. Well, there I, was uh, I, I there was 
There was some debate. Rick says it is a beautiful shirt. Uh, <laughs> there is some debate. Uh, there was some dis- decision on what shirt Rick was going to wear to the Chicago show. So he didn't stand out. And I think he picked the, the perfect one because of the location on the back. So when he was getting thrown out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't talk about, you know, whatever. That, that's Rick's story to tell if you guys want to talk about it. It's, <laughs> I, I mean, there's some. I, I, Rick, I love you, buddy. I said, if your wife doesn't leave you, do whatever you want. You know, <laughs> children, do whatever you want, man. Happy wife, happy life, baby. Exactly. As long as she's cool with you, you can do whatever you want. What's up, Bailey? Thank you for watching and commenting and uh, enjoying the show. Uh, Mason says I should have wore my uh, Where's Rick shirt. Yeah. Now we probably start doing making shirts like that. Up. After what happened, we should we should be selling those. Why don't we sell those yet? Shit, let's, um, let's do it. I wouldn't be any infringement. Yeah, it wouldn't be. Put that on your shop. I think that would be smart, actually. You We'd know, have to put it on Rick's shop since it says shirt. We're gonna, we're gonna talk. I'm gonna wait till the end of the show to talk a little bit about what happened to Rick in Chicago at, okay. at the show. You, you but I'm gonna tell very little. I'm gonna give the basics. I'm gonna give my opinion, my opinion only. And the facts of what I know went down, and I'm not going to really say too much because the matter is not fully resolved yet. That's all I can say. The uh, There's an ongoing thing that's going on with that, and I'm going to wait to the end of the show, and I'll say what I got to say about it. Uh, so if anybody's here to hear that, you'll have to hold off because I'm not going to, and I'm just going to tell you, you might be disappointed because I'm not going to give out just a whole lot of info. I'm not going to show all of our cards. Listen to this comment from Franz. He said, uh, I'll do it. He's in my ass. That's where Rick is. Shirts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can just see Rick's face coming out like, <laughs> shining. <laughs> <laughs> like the shining you said <laughs> we should be doing our own fucking lithographs and shit man the rhino's ass that's what he's doing oh yeah the ace ventura yeah. <laughs> oh, rick seems to agree with the uh with the he says yes we need a graphic <laughs> Oh man! Well, um, we're going to talk about Chicago a little bit. Actually, I could tell you some shit that happened in Chicago because uh, I know Rick's watching and I know Frost is watching, and they were both uh, they were both with me almost the whole time, dude. Okay, how do I word this? So there were in the state of Illinois, there are some things that are. Uh, legal. Yeah, Rick, I'm getting to it. I'm getting getting to that. There's some things that are legal in Illinois that they're not so much other places. And I had, uh, acquired me a good healthy dose of this, uh, medicine. Uh, this is the day before the show, by the way, Rick had gotten into town. Um, 
Frost was on his way to town, and we were going to meet up with Frost that night. But before we met up, I wanted to be uh, in the right state of mind. So, um, so yeah, I was I was uh, I was preparing the deadliest night in Chicago. That's right, Frost. I was preparing for uh, for this. And uh, I love hard and loud rock and roll music. Well, thank you, Karen. We do, too. We're going to be playing some of that later on, so yes. stick around. Uh, I'd gotten me a good healthy dose, and uh, I was coming. I'd went and hidden that because you can't smoke it anywhere you want, yeah, but you have to be on private property. But that was not an option for me because I was staying in a hotel, so I went down an alley and kind of ducked down behind a dumpster like a, you know, like a good person. <laughs> And uh, you can you can smoke so I, on the street in, in Chicago as long as well, it's not, not smoking like area. I mean, if you're just like on your a stoop or something, you can smoke a joint. Not that I would know. I'll just let you know. I I, I was unaware of that because I looked up the law and it said oh. you had to be on private property. So oh, I was hiding. property. Yeah. So I got it. Yeah. Most most Yeah. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> So I get, I, I, I get a good healthy uh, dose here, and I'm, and then I get a phone call from Rick, and he's out by the hotel. So I go, okay, sweet. So I'll just come around. So I go around, and uh, now I'm not stoned yet because you know it creeps up on you, or at least this one did. So about the time it hit, me and Rick and my girlfriend, we're fucking about a block away from the hotel. And now I'm stoned and I look around and all of a sudden a fucking parade broke out. And I don't mean like a fucking organized parade. It was like chaos. The street became gridlocked with all of these cars holding Mexican flags and people stopping to get out of the car and wave the flag around. And some people were standing on the car. Some people were riding on the hood of the cars. And Rick's looking at me like, what the fuck's going on? I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> and um so Becky, my girlfriend Becky, she wanted to go to uh some fountain that was like down half a mile away and every time we had to cr- she's like, "Come on, let's go." So she's casually walking through traffic like not even giving a shit. And here's me and Rick, like, freaked out. What the fuck's going on? Trying to keep up with her while not running in the just middle of fucking traffic. And so we get there to the fountain. And it's a beautiful fountain. I've got some great photos of it. We had, I didn't post a lot of photos because, you know, I didn't want everybody knowing Rick was around yet. And, uh, uh, let's see. I don't think that's true because that's how Rick almost got arrested. I'm not sure, though, the first time. I'm not sure what you mean. Uh, elaborate and we'll see uh, what you're talking about. Uh, so I get around the, we, we, we get past the fountain. Now, Becky's wanting to go on past the fountain to another site in Chicago. So we get to the street and now it's like a five lane highway and it's gridlocked and I'm not crossing that. So uh, we headed back to the hotel and uh, we decided to watch the chaos from our window because our window was on the third floor, so you could see the street and everything, uh, just uh, just fine. And um, uh, yeah, so oh, smoking on the sidewalk. I don't know if he's done that or not. You'd have to ask Rick. Uh, 
But um, so uh, we get back to the hotel and we're watching all this chaos. And then I totally forgot about Frost that we were supposed to be meeting him at Rick's hotel. Because Rick didn't stay in the same hotel I did, but Mason and uh, Rick stayed in the same hotel. So we were like, oh shit, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text this kid. Because now Frost is driving in to Chicago while all this is going on. And uh, I was, and I said, how far are you out, man? And he said about 15 minutes. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's not happening, bro. You might want to add a little time to that. And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, oh, you'll see. <laughs> we didn't want to ruin the surprise. I mean, it could just be us being assholes, but I thought it was funnier that way. And, <laughs> and um, so, yeah, our first day in Chicago was, turns out it was Mexican Independence Day. And they organized their own parade. They didn't need Donald Trump to give them a parade. And I, I commend them for it. Good for you for having your own parade. Because nothing. And, and, and so Rick's cab driver's like, yeah, this is the deadliest night in Chicago. People die all the time. And Rick told us that right as we're walking through the middle of it. And I'm like, well, fuck, is that going to be us? I don't know. And, uh, you know, I would have enjoyed that a lot more in hindsight had I known I was going to live through it. And I think that's pretty much the the way of a lot of things in life. Uh, the, the the fact that we're going to live through it is a piece of information we should always have <laughs> when going into something like that. Because uh, had I known that, I would have enjoyed it a whole lot more. But this yeah, that's the show, or just catching up with Rick. Just catching up with Rick. We were going to go see some sights and enjoy Chicago. Because every time we've gone to see GNR in some big city or something, we always uh, show up the day before the show. And then we fucking uh, don't... uh, We don't ever get to do anything uh, but sit in front of the door and wait on the show to start. And Frost wants me to talk about how I went live walking to their hotel. Okay. So Frost got there and I promised that we would hang out with him and we'd meet him and all this other stuff. And I wanted to, but the first night it just wasn't plausible. There was no way, like Rick was lucky to get an Uber and all that shit from, uh, my hotel back to his. Now to get to Rick's hotel, you had to take a subway to a bus stop. When you got to the bus stop, you had to get on the bus and then take the bus back to the hotel. So, um, I, uh, I'm going to snooze this, wanting me to restart. Uh, I fucked up. It was the next morning, and I woke up, and Becky Becky will sleep through anything, so she's long asleep. So I kind of shook her and uh, excuse me, told her where I was going, and then I, I headed up to the hotel so you know we could get breakfast for free <laughs> at Rick's Hotel because they do that free breakfast there. And they don't know me. They don't know that I'm not staying there because Rick's going to let me in. And I'm going to go get free breakfast. And so I was like, fuck yeah. So I get on the subway, ride the subway for about nine stops. Uh, I think it took about 15 minutes on the subway to get to the bus stop. I get to the bus stop and I'm watching for the bus and I'm like, well, it says on Google that the bus should be here any minute, but there ain't a bus in sight. Then I realize, oh, it's across the street. So as I'm crossing the street, the bus pulls in, stops, and then leaves. Oh. And so I'm like, oh, shit. 
And uh, Brando probably is not thinking anything of this because he's from New York. He's used to this kind of thing, I'm sure. <laughs> I am not. So I barely, the fact that I knew to get on the bus stop is a miracle in its fucking self. I drive everywhere, though, here. I, I, I have too much anxiety to take the trains and buses and all that. So I, I drive it's- everywhere, man. It's fucking awkward, dude. That's the thing nobody tells you about the <laughs> you, subway. You store it... your car. You, you park your car in New York, or you park it in like Jersey to save money, Brando. Oh, he makes he makes that big iHeartRadio money. He makes that Howard Stern money. He don't give a fuck about parking. Are you crazy? Uh, yeah, I, I make that uh, handicap parking. I make. Is... <laughs> I get hey, handicap parking. That's what I get. Also, that's another reason why I drive. But even like when I would take the subways and stuff, I am so directionally challenged. I'm lucky I know my way to the bathroom in my own apartment. Like I need people to tell me. I used to have a stack <laughs> of directions in my car. So yeah, I don't take any chances with. It. That's always part of the anxiety is getting to the venue. And yeah, I heard. I, I, heard I agree. Of, yeah, so that's that's always that's always part of it. Yeah, that so I get off the I get off the so I get over to the to the right bus stop and the bus is leaving so I go off oh, fuck I got to catch the next one so there was another bus coming but it wasn't gonna take me where I needed to go so I look up and I'm like okay there's a specific bus I'm looking for when's it gonna loop back and it was gonna there was gonna be another bus going to the same place but it was 45 minutes away so I get on Google Maps and I put in the directions to Rick's hotel and. Uh, I put it in like you're walking and it was a 20 minute walk versus a 45 minutes of sitting on my ass at the bus stop. And I didn't want to miss this free fucking breakfast. (laughs) I got my priorities. God damn it. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to hoof it. So I just decided to walk. So I'm walking along the street, mean streets of Chicago. Nobody's bothered me. I mean, I'm just sightseeing and everything, but then like I'm like, man, this is getting way too easy. Something's gonna happen. I'm gonna step in shit or something or gum or something, surely. And then I start coming upon this bridge that looks fucking creepy and look like a good place to get raped. And <laughs> I don't I don't go places. If I'm afraid I'm gonna get raped, I ain't nobody got no business in this fucking place. Me, a 400 fucking or 300 pound man. So I'm looking at this place going like, oh man, this is rapey and I don't like it. So I put uh, what Frost is talking about. I turned on Facebook Live <laughs> and I just held my phone while I was walking through under this creepy ass bridge because it was, it was a long way. And then I got out from under the bridge and looked around and this was a sketch part of town that I was walking through. So I just kept it rolling. Like if I'm going to get mugged, this fucker's going to get caught. And yeah, so then Rick's wife of all people commented on my live stream and she's like, I don't understand what's going on. Did you go live in case you got mugged? And I said, Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. But now we got there, we had a good breakfast. Um we had a good time. We hung out pretty much all day. Uh, the day of the show. Got to hear hard school, uh sound checked. Minus Axel, but I think we can all imagine what that's going to sound like now. Fucking doing it. I can, I can do that and fill in the gaps if anybody needed me to. Yeah. And- <laughs> How much of it do you think they're going to keep from the original, though? What do you think? I mean, oh, that's a good question. That's yeah. Hmm. I don't know. 
I think it's just going to be like the same. It's just like, oh, here's Slash and Duff on guitars. On the it on sounded the, the same. Yeah, because I was singing like a different along. Um, yeah. And how much uh-huh. do we believe about that? Did you guys see that Instagram photo of the young of lady? The fan, yeah, yeah. Brought back. Oh, the groupie. Yeah, we saw the groupie. Yeah. We yeah, I don't that. know. I don't know. It, that, has that been, seems... it has been taken down as well. I was gonna say though, like, but isn't like GNR not having like anyone else backstage because of like you know COVID and this pandemic? So why would like one one person somehow get in there? Like Wait, that, have you it, seen that one person though? She was fucking hot. That's how she got it back there, bro. Yeah, but I, but I think Axel respects, you know, like uh, COVID restrictions and all that other shit and social distancing to like not, you know, have like one person come in there. And then who the fuck the knows fuse. what happens? Light the fuse. I don't. Bro, was it real? She I mean, was 50 hot. years old. I don't know. What? Oh, thank you, honey. <laughs> I gotta get me one of those. <laughs> <laughs> that Getty man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm extremely happy at the moment. You should be. I shouldn't be eating while I'm doing a podcast, but you know, I've done worse. But no, dude, this chick was hot. That's how she got back. Axel don't give a fuck about COVID when it comes to getting laid. And no, you know yeah, what? Axel, he probably gave her a test, made her wait 35 minutes, and then she, she like... Could have been. Now he's ready there. to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Gives her a COVID test, not an STD test. Let's see. Frost says we'll wait for uh, Hard School to show up on the Dustin Bones YouTube. That that is not you, by the way. <laughs> that is not me. Everybody like thinks that's time. me. It's not you. It's not me. No. I really, until this moment, I thought it was you. Everybody does. <laughs> Everybody does, and Rick doesn't do me any favors with with not <laughs> spreading that rumor. That's funny. Because Rick will tell it's me to anybody that'll listen, and it's not me. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if he wanted to prove it was me that bad, he spent the night for three nights. He slept in this room. My computer was not locked during that time. All he had to do was oh, go on no. and, and and look. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. See, man. look at the comments. See what I mean? <laughs> now Vince Neil, yeah, I'll admit that's me. Yeah, <laughs> I think that we uh, that what? room produced. <laughs> so he's got a shitty recording setup. That doesn't mean anything. I was gonna say, is Rick a sound engineer now? <laughs> knows this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, let's see what we got here from Franz. Picture was proven to be legit and taken down because jealous bitches made nasty comments toward her. Okay. Oh, was, yeah, uh, yeah. I yeah, felt well. bad. There was a, then they picked up. It's funny. There's a, a Twitter account that picked up that, her story, this fan story. And then you see Blabbermouth and other websites pick up that story. So Guns N' Roses fans are making the news for the band, it seems. Yeah. But I know, man. It's bringing unwanted attention, and yeah, it's if you're me and you're prepared for a certain att- like attention, something you may not want. But these are just fans telling their stories, and then all these haters come out and, and make them take down the, uh, you know, 
that's why they take down their posts. Like it's just not worth it. Sharing this memory and there's a lot of support, but there's enough trolls out there to just, you know, telling me my experience was fake. You know, these it's, it's messed up. It's not cool. Yeah, I don't know. If I slept with a band member, I'd be telling everybody. I, I mean, shit, you've been listening to the show long enough. You know that I'm Eskimo Brothers with the lead singer for Saliva, and I have not stopped bragging about that ever since I found out we banged the same chick. So. The original singer? I don't know. Josie Scott? Yeah, Josie. Yeah, he is. Man, they are. Uh, so, Josie they, Scott, they, come on the show, man. We got some stuff to talk about. They yeah. played early on. I think after your disease came out at my college. And man, you can just tell they're all going to get laid right after. As soon as they were done with their set, they just went to the front, you know, the, the front row, and they started making out with girls. <laughs> you, you, and you. Honestly, that's probably how it happened. She claims that they met in a bar. Uh, that's a sad truth, Brando. What about the the groupies or? Uh, oh, about the he's talking about the fans. The fans like getting girls. My life, I got my sad life. I got it. Yeah, well, I mean, you just, if you I feel, you feel bad, I remember the first time I just years ago, as just a fan, I posted on, my, on a forum that I met Bumblefoot, and people were like, "Eh, no, you didn't. Show me proof. Show me pic." Like, what's what? That's the thing, what? though, with this generation, Brando. Like, with their camera phones and everything. Like, when mm-hmm. I got in the pit in Cincinnati, my buddies were like, "Photo proofer, it never happened." So, like, this generation of kids, they just want proof, 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 and they won't get off your ass until they get it. Yeah, this is the uh, generation of Pixar. It didn't happen. Literally, I was going to say the same thing. Like, And uh, instant gratification, too, because of it. Absolutely. Well, yeah, this generation is not going to be Guns N' Roses fans, then, are they? You know, instant gratification and proof? I mean, <laughs> I, mean I guess you got proof of hard school because they sound checked it, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Well, I mean, we got proof it exists because, you know. Well, yeah, that, well, they can deny plausibility until they do it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I see, that's the, that's the stupid thing. All they had to do is say, uh, is say that those leaks were fake and everybody would believe them. That's what fucking DJ did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yes, I don't believe for a sec. Mm. <laughs> Rick wants everyone to know that he met Bumblefoot. <laughs> we both did numerous times, a whole and, lot. And, and him not coming on my podcast is not a management thing. I run into people just not wanting to talk about Guns N' Roses. And even though he talks about Guns N' Roses, every interview he does, that's not up to him. It's, you ask about it, and he doesn't want to. And obviously, he would. Even though I've told him, hey, if you want to talk about Sons of Apollo, I don't, whatever you want. Uh, he's lightly declined a bunch of times because, you know, DNR, I guess, brings up bad memories for him or something. Yeah, he that wasn't was happy. your first interview, wasn't it? What's that? Wasn't he your first interview? He, my first radio interview ever. So I went out and not on this podcast. That was on right, a yeah, station yeah. God, that I interviewed him. So he's a nice do guy. But do you have a tape of that? I part of it. I part of it. I, Why don't I you play it on your show? I have. You should listen. <laughs> no, Not to all three hundred episodes. I haven't. No. No, and, and I put it online too. Just a short. I wish I had the whole thing. The whole thing was forty-five minutes. Oh, I didn't know what I was doing. I was so nervous. But uh, the, the part I kept for an air check 
like what you you make like a two three minute demo to apply for future stations i mean sorry if you if you know some people don't uh of, of him asking me asking about the album before it came out and he's like well it's really well produced you know and he's like there's no way he's like, i don't want to come out all these downloading mfers you know the guy's gonna have to wait well, i'll send you the clip. <laughs> i'll send you the clip okay yeah i love bumblefoot man like bumble is the nicest one of the nicest human beings I've ever met, let alone famous or whatever. I don't know if he's famous or. Well, that's why we would get along if we didn't. That's why the whole, the whole thing with getting certain members. I know that I would have a good time in talking to them, but there's this Guns N' Roses barrier that uh, makes it difficult. Or whatever. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, if we had somebody, if Bumble wanted to come on, hell, if DJ wanted to come on, when they'd say like, "No Guns N' Roses talk," fuck. I changed the I, name of the show for an episode to get those guys on. I've, I've offered it. I mean, I basically spoke no Guns N' Roses with Richard Fortas to try to prove a point, even yeah. th- despite some criticism from fans. But obviously, it, my my plan did not work because uh, I'm, I'm banned. Yeah. Well, welcome to the club, bud. We'll get you a T-shirt. <laughs> Rick, Rick, hook him up. Do yeah, it. We're gonna get varsity jackets now. <laughs> we were never important enough to get banned. That's the <laughs> we just associate ourselves with people who have been. <laughs> yeah, guilty by association. Yeah, nobody even even like in Chicago, nobody said a word to me. I, I don't know. I <laughs> almost the whole show before I got bored and left. Yeah, but man. um now, I, I see your point, though. I mean, and you've always been professional. Like, you don't hound these guys with all the shit that the fans want to know. So, I mean, I don't really... I, I don't get what the fucking point of all that is. Because people won't come back on your show if they have a bad experience. Maybe back in the day, the shock, shock, you developed with that reputation. But now, it's like... I know certain people that won't go on... I'll just use an example. Like, um, you know, I'll try to use... Uh, I don't want to use examples. I was going to say there is like a big name rock star that I know won't go on another podcaster's podcast again uh, because he, of his first experience. He was trying to promote like an album and the guy's asking about all like these blabbermouth kind of clickbaity things. And this came to me from uh, this label person was telling me, he's like, we'll never do that podcast again. So that, that shit or a so podcast again. Did he fuck it up for everybody? No. Cause he did mine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I waited. Yeah, and I waited on this person for a few years to just prove myself, and it was the right time, you know, kind of thing. But uh, hmm. sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Well, guys, we're going to we're going to change gears for a second, and uh, we're going to talk about use your illusion. As we all know, the uh, the 30th anniversary of one of the greatest albums. Double of all time, double albums has come and gone. We're a little bit late, but yeah, it's all right. We're like two, we're like a three days Roses late. Fans, you're used to late. Exactly. <laughs> Axel, fashionably late, Rose man. Come on. Considering if we weren't live, you wouldn't be hearing this for another two or three weeks. So, That's true. I mean, there's that to contend with. Yeah, but uh, we've decided what we want to do. Is we want to do a battle of the tracks, where we're going to go track by track 
from Use Your Illusion 1 to Use Your Illusion 2. We're going to compare the first track to each of the, of the albums, decide which one was better, then we'll do the second track, and so on and so on. Now, there is an odd number out, so we're going to cut out Dead Horse and Coma since they're the last two songs on what? Use Your Illusion. We have to Hold because on. there's not two songs on Use Your Illusion You're 2 for them to compete with. the longest with. song on both albums. I gotta say, right away, this whole thing is fell. <laughs> I, I told him. <laughs> All right, well, you can take one song from the Illusion album and put it on the on the other, and you can yeah. balance them so out. You have an right? even fifteen. Right okay, there. we'll do that. Which I'll one has coma? Which one has no. more again? Uh, one has more. Yeah. One yeah. has two more songs than two. So I'll take coma off take of the bottom of you. Oh, you can take it the covers if you want. I'm not doing yeah, the covers out. I don't think that's fair either because the covers. In. All right. Well, yeah. your show. It's your show. Do what you want. Yeah. I think we should move one <laughs> to the other hand. Fuck it. We'll yeah. It we'll just move Coma over and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So the first track up on Use Your Illusion 1 is Right Next Door to Hell. Great tune. Great song. Enjoyable. We've reviewed it on this show before. We've said everything we had to say about it. Versus another song reviewed we've that. reviewed. Uh, we also have reviewed Civil War from Use Your Illusion 2, the opening track. So uh, let's go around. And you guys watching, uh, feel free to leave your vote in the comments. Uh, which one you think is better, Right Next Door to Hell or Civil War? Caputo, I'm going to start with you on this one, and then we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll make our way around. Yeah, uh, for me, like I, it's probably going to be like very like controversial off the bat. I'd probably go right next door to hell. I've like Civil War is a great song. Don't get me wrong. I've just never been like crazy about it. I just think if you're going to kick off an album, I think right next door to hell is like one of the best ways to just kick off an album right away with a bang. It's just quick and it's uh, it's all in your face rock and roll, man. And I like that kind of shit. So I'm going uh, right next door to hell. All right. Brando, what do you say? Civil War. What's so civil about it anyway? I mean, it's, it's profound. It's epic. It's still relatable. Now it's, it's you know, it's a, it's oh, a hit. It, it is a classic. I mean, that's, that's just a part of their legacy. It's a legacy song. So I, I love Right Next Sort of Hell as well for many of the same reasons Chris said, but uh, not, not over Civil War. Jeff? Right next door to hell. I mean, when right you bought this album as a kid, you had to put in the first one, the first side, and if you started with two and it opened up like what we have here is a failure to communicate, you would have been like, "This is slow. What the fuck happened to Guns and Roses? Jungle? What happened to <laughs> Welcome to the Jungle?" Uh, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, they opened up the show in Wisconsin on the tour with West Right Next Door to Hell. And, yeah, a few uh, times. Yeah. I gotta go with Right Next Door to Hell, and it was the first time they ever used a six-string bass on any song, and Slash played it, and if you think about it, Civil War is a great song, but if they omitted it from the album, and just kept it on that trip, uh, on that, uh, what was it? Help me here. Single? It was on some album compilation to save children in Afghanistan. Oh, Civil War, yeah, it was like some something for like Romanian orphans or something. Yeah, if they left it on that album, all they had to do is pay Steven for that, and if they wouldn't have put it on Illusion, they wouldn't have to worry and bitch and moan and listen to any civil action against Steven for the Illusions album. You think right about on. that. And they could have balanced how many songs are on each album. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> 
But Correct. that's my opinion. It's a great song. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I think the the, the, the the lyrics are very poetic. But Rock I'm gonna, next, next Door to Hell is, uh, is right off the gate jam. Yeah. The first song you heard from GNR since 1989. So, yeah. And this was, what, 92 at this point? 93? 91. Yeah. 91, my bad. 91, we're talking. Heaven's Door, there. too. I don't like doing math in my head. Uh, so I'm going to read some comments before I say mine. Bailey says Civil War, Stephen's last song. Uh, I would say rest in peace, but he's not dead or anything. So nope. we don't want to put that out there in the universe. Rick votes Knock on not wood next. Curse that shit, man. Oh, yeah. Right next door to hell. Frostbite agrees with Caputo. You said hey. Civil War, right? No, I said right next door to hell, dude. Oh, okay. Right next door to hell. I've got to give it to uh, I, I've got to also agree with uh, right next door to hell. I think uh, right next door to hell is an epic way to kick off an album. So with that, let's move to the next uh, the next track going up. Dustin Bones versus Fourteen Years, and uh, we'll let Brando go first this time. Oh, the too busy song. Yeah, this one's tough. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's not just because I'm on your show, but Dustin Bones. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's something. They're very similar, really, and it's odd that they're both track two. I, I, I have to imagine that was planned. But this is something yeah. about Dustin Bones. Even the title itself, you know, with the end, it's just, uh, still very Guns and Roses e and still. You know, I, again, it's both Izzy songs. They're similar, so I, I can't put one down because they're they're too similar. But it, I think it's just lyrically and even the name, as silly as that sounds, Dustin Bones. Uh, I like it more. All right, uh, Jeff, what do you think? <clears throat> I'm going to agree with everything Brando said, but I'm going to say 14 years because I uh, relate more to the lyrics. Okay. Hmm. Uh. I am going to also say 14 years. I, I, I really like that song, and I have a lot of good memories tied to it. Chris? Yeah, fuck. This one's tough. This one is tough. But I think going on based on what song I listen to more, I've listened to, I've listened to more, I'd say, uh, I'm probably going to go 14 years. Just because I feel like it incorporates the entire band as a whole. We're talking like like everyone's pretty much included in there. You get a little bit of everything in that song. And I think it's just, just like, like maybe that much better, like almost like on a level of like between those two, it's just a tad above Dustin bones, but they're both really good songs in their own right. All right. I'm going to go to the comments. Bailey says, Dustin bones. There's a vote for Dustin bones. Frost and Rick both say 14 years. So with two to five, 14 years wins the second round. So up next we've got, uh, ever one of everybody's favorite parts of the live show, "Live and Let Die," versus "Yesterdays." Okay. So, uh, Jeff, what do you think? Yesterday. "Live and Let Die." Yesterday. Yesterday. Oh, yesterday. Uh, okay. I think without question, I think that was one of the songs I was looking forward to hearing before the album came out because of that West Arkeen Axle Jam and CBGBs. Okay. I think it was CBGB's, but I think you guys know that clip I'm talking about. Oh, it's a, the drunk fucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, you know what I'm talking about? 
Yeah, they was this like them and like Del James, like and was there like the drunk fucks or something? They played some no, random no, club no, in Hollywood no, 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 and they no, premiered no, no, no. it. Or is that a different Brandon one? knows what I'm talking about. Do you remember the old, uh, West Arcade <clears throat> clip of him and Axel playing uh, yesterday's in a bar in New York with like Wes on guitar? I what they're kind of sitting at a bar on a couple bar stools. Yeah. Was that yesterday's or was yep. that okay? Then it was yesterday. I wasn't sure if that was you're crazy, but I I, I can visualize because I guess described it to you. I can visualize the clip that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that was yes, that came that out. Sure. Easily eighteen months before the albums, or I'd say nine months before the albums did. So I was way stoked to get onto that, hear that song first. Plus, the All microphone right. Axel used in the in the video is pimp, so I'm gonna go with that too. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> get his Elvis on. Um, I think yesterday's also gets my vote. Uh, just honestly, it just boils down to I like that song better. So, Chris. Yeah. Uh, I'm, honestly, I'm going to go yesterday's. I mean, Live and I Die is a great cover because, like, it pretty much excels over the original. And it's, like, one of those songs, like, your dad will probably know. But, like, yesterday's is, is, is much better than, than, than Live and I Die. I'll give you that. All right. Brando? I'll give a, a shout-out to my fiance who loves Live and Let Die because uh, she's a huge Paul McCartney fan. So, she that's her favorite part of the show. But... Yesterday's, I mean, yesterday's is a brilliant song. Uh, the video is great lyrically; it's fantastic. I think I used part of the quote for uh, my live journal phase in my life. Uh, my emo live journal time just fades the pages. I was, <laughs> I was so emo. Uh, Gunther Rose's emo, of course. But yeah, yesterday's. All right. So going into the comment section here, Frost it's, and uh, it's unanimous. Everybody says, yeah. Everybody says yesterday, so live and let die is out. That's another point for use your illusion too. Uh, Franz wants us to say chicken pot pie. If you've been to our Discord today, and you see <laughs> in the videos Franz is posting. Uh, oh my gosh, there, there's some really funny <laughs> shit. He's gotten quite creative in this lock in his lockdowns. I'll tell I'll tell you guys. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude, I Everybody. love Franz, man. <laughs> oh god, dude's a legend. Creating, my friend. At least someone is in this community. (laughs) Well, besides uh, us. (laughs) Jeff, maybe Bailey Bailey here might uh, know what you're referring to. He says it was in 1989, but he says the West Arkeem MTV footage with Axel. Ah, so that's it. Okay. And he says that was in 1989. Okay. So up next, Don't Cry, the original version, versus Knocking on Heaven's Door. So, uh... Was it my turn, or who who goes yeah, first? This time? Yeah, I think you're going first this time. Okay, right. so I go first. Don't Cry, the original, versus not going to easy. Don't Cry. Uh, Heaven's Door is one of those, uh, one of those uh, when we're seeing it live, I could just get a beer. If they took that away, I wouldn't miss it at all. Nope. Chris? Unless they brought Bring Back Some Reggae. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, give us, like, a better, like, breakdown than just, like, them, like, Slash jamming on a double neck for like twenty minutes. Agreed. Something like make it interesting for people like actually want to like hear that song live. I mean, it's a great cover for sure. Like Guns and Roses, like I'll, I'll, I always give credit to GNR. They know how to make great covers and like you know um, have yeah, their version of the song. Yeah. Except, yeah, except that, but I mean like actual recorded covers. Like they went into a studio and actually uh, <laughs> do that. I mean like 
their like their covers like you know like heaven's door them let die are pretty much more known than the actual original versions themselves in some ways too like i'll give credit for that but for me i would say don't cry man that's such a, a good song that's i think it's one of my favorite songs off both these albums it's one of my favorite Jones and Rosa songs of all time. I think it's very underrated. And that shit needs to be played alive a lot more often. I agree. They played it in Chicago. Yeah, they play like here and there in the encores, but like make it part of the main set. Like like they've been flip floppy with it for the last like twenty years. Like I remember in like oh seven during the Chidem era, it was like a random like solo part and it was like only half the band was playing it. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it was weird to me when they did that, but uh, Don't Brando? Cry. Don't cry, for sure. Um, for a lot, I, I, with GNR, it's a lot of it is visual. So I love the the, the music video. I think it's a classic video. Uh, I think vocally, and also with Shannon Hoon being involved in Don't Cry, and, and knocking on Heaven's Door. Yes, it's it's a brilliant cover. The, the reggae part, getting uh, Tracy and Roberta. Uh, that that version of it, I think, is brilliant. And yeah, as hardcore Guns N' Roses fans, we're all do without it. But I'm telling you, just like with Live and Let Die, it's the song that 90, 80% of the audience is singing along to. That's what they came for. It's a radio hit. You know, that's, yeah. that's one of their biggest hits. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they could do something different to it. You know, maybe Slash, like you said, doesn't do the, the different solo into it. They add the reggae. Uh, hopefully it doesn't become a staple of every important person who dies. That's gonna be just <laughs> yeah. too. It's the tribute song. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe that's that's easier than doing a cover for every single person. Uh, I I say yeah. it, so. But yeah, I don't know. the cover so, would be more interesting to me. It would be, but then you got to learn it. <laughs> and then we're yeah. gonna hear it for like six months. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And we'll be bitching about it on the spot. Yeah, it was a year past like the expiration date. Yeah, but but don't cry is uh, fantastic, and I will say we did a a fun contest on when I was on the doing working radio Q1043 in New York City, and I was, I was just producing the morning show. But we were giving away GNR tickets. And the host he wanted he likes to come up with clever ideas instead of just like hey caller twenty five or whatever. So he wanted people to call and guess how long the end of the the, the end note of. Don't you cry tonight? The whole end. Oh, the high note. And I yeah. forget exactly, but it was like 28 seconds or something like ridiculous. And it was just people trying to guess the number and also keep how long they can hold it. Can they hold it? <laughs> <more> back? Holy. <laughs> so it was fun. It was a fun contest. It really was. So that's another special memory with me with uh, Don't Cry. What do you think, Jeff? Oh, man. Um, so this is Knocking on Heaven's Door versus uh, Don't Cry. The original Don't Cry. One. So, yeah. man, these are two songs that you would, another song that you would hear before the albums would come out if you were able to have a cool record store with, like, they would sell bootlegs. So, <laughs> man, I gotta go with the original Don't Cry. It's one of the first songs they ever wrote. Ever. That's true. Yeah, literally. I think it might yeah. be the first one, right? Ever. Yeah. One of like back in the eighties. Well, that yeah. was before they went into it. What show was it? Axel told that story about him and Izzy. They threw those rocks up at Izzy's window to finish the song or something. Yeah, Izzy thought he was trying to rob him. Well, well that- rumor is it goes back all the way to Indiana, kind of, and that's how Shannon knew about it. 
Yeah. And he, Shannon used to sing it back in club days back in Lafayette when he was playing in the clubs before he even went out to L.A. So, okay. so that song's been around for a hot, hot-ass minute, dude. And people complain about a hard school being old. Yeah. We'll go into the comments now. Uh, Bailey votes "Don't Cry" says it's the first ever uh, song written for uh, for GNR, and thought it was interesting that Axel mentioned Izzy on stage recently before "Don't Cry." Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd love fucking to see pay the man, eh? <laughs> yeah, pay the fucking him. ass. I don't care. I'd say here's a blank check. Whatever you need, come fucking perform with us. Like get get at least you know eighty percent. Of your Do original you think that lineup. if Axel lets Izzy back in the band, that he's going to lose control of his writing and his, 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 his whole vision of everything? Is that why? No. no. I think the writing no. would get better. Because, I mean, like, when Izzy was with those guys, he had, was writing really good shit. I think they could still write really That's good what shit I'm saying. together. Like, do you think that uh, Axel would feel he'd be living, getting rid of... Letting go of the reins to hand his creative idea back to the band and he, him have to sing around it instead of them having to play around his singing? It's interesting. I mean, it'd be better than it is fucking now, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, it's interesting to think of, but I don't know. Like, But I don't buy into the whole Izzy was the heart of writing all of the shit for GNR. That's bullshit. Because if you no. listen to fucking Here Comes the Rain times 12, no, fuck you. If that's the best that you can do, like, that is not the heart of fucking GNR. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. That's what I think. They were good cohesively as like one unit. Yes. But like solo, it was kind of like a mixed bag, depending on who yeah. music we're listening to. Yeah, I mean, I just wrote some fucking bullshit in this day. Look at Rapid Fire. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but uh, Frostbite Rip, says, yeah, <laughs> Frostbite says, uh, "Don't cry." He says, "I prefer the original before the guitar solo and the alternate after." That's interesting. Yeah, I can. I can I guess I can put that together in my brain. Hmm. And uh, uh, Rick also says, "Don't cry." Hmm. And I want to, I want to say, I want to read Bailey's comment here real quick. He says, uh, "Probably my favorite from the trilogy and my favorite music video." Uh, don't let the what, girls from like the November the rain. part in the strange. That was so realistic. <laughs> yeah, all oh, the whole illusions trilogy. You know. A few a few weeks ago, has it been a few weeks? When were we on uh, Nothing Lasts Forever? It was probably like a month they should go. Damn. Yeah. We were there. on there, and uh, anyway, Don't Cry wins unanimously. And we watched the November Rain music video with these girls, and there was so much shit that I never noticed before upon that detailed rewatching that, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was awesome for me. All right, so up next we have Perfect Crime from Use Your Illusion 1 versus Get in the Ring from Use Your oh, Illusion 2. Fuck, yeah, that, that's another tough one. God damn. Whose turn is it to go first? Because I've lost count. Um, I've, I'll, I'll go first. Turn. Yeah. Fuck, this is tough. You got like, like a very like very quick fast paced like punk rock and you got like one of the greatest diss tracks in all of rock music <laughs> on the other end but I mean getting the ring is very like controversial in its own thing but man it's tough it's tough um 
I just like if you listen again to Ring Now, it doesn't probably age well. So I'll probably go Perfect Crime uh, with that, just because it's it's quick, it's fast paced, it's like punk rock meets that hard rock like hybrid sound that like GNR was basically uh, known for since like Appetite and a little bit bled bled over here into the User Illusion albums as well. So I probably go there just because. I don't know, get in the ring, you can have to, like, explain the whole fucking story of why he's telling all these people to, like, you know, fight him and, like, suck his dick or whatever, so. <laughs> That's a whole nother thing. So, I like, wrote well, Perfect Crime, just because, like, it probably aged a bit better. It's a still a good song. They're both still good songs, but I just think, you know, get in the ring hasn't aged well. It's more of, like, a timepiece. Yeah. Brando? I... Perfect Crime is, is fantastic. It's maybe the hardest song that Guns N' Roses does. But just like Civil War, Get in the Ring is a legacy song. Like You have to explain the story behind it. And that's what this band is. It's not just great music. It's the story behind it, what you can get from it. And that's just, that song is so many layers. And it's, it's a great song, too. It's not just like the content of it. And, you know, you know, sucking dicks and whatever. <laughs> it's a fun Fuck song. you, Bob Guccione. Yeah, and, and it gets, you know, you hear the crowd going, guns and roses. It has that element to it. Uh, so, yeah, get get in the ring. I don't feel good about it, but we got to pick one. So, that's my one. All right, Jeff. Dude, this is hard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, actually, uh, the Illusion Tour sometimes, like, even was opened up with Perfect Crime, and Axel will be out there with his catcher mitt, or, his, no, sorry, his catcher vest, like, opening it up with his his leg supporter on. And then mm. the other leg, and have his axle shoes on with his like eighty puffy socks on, <laughs> his NWA hat, and just ah, opening it up <laughs> the show with it. And then you have it's still relevant today with them playing it in the sets. And then you have Get in the Ring, which the press was already all over before the song was even the albums were even released. That's true. So that song itself added fuel to the fire to make these number debut number one and number two. So. So right now, what's the count? Which album's winning? Use your illusion too. It's a it's a it's a perfect draw. Fuck! It's a coin flip for me, man. I can't fucking say it. Um, I'm gonna have to go with the catcher vest, man. Perfect crime, dude. Catcher vest with the NWA bulletproof vest, baby. With his catcher vest on (laughs) and his NWA hat, and him coming out with fucking the solid bright white lights for Matt's drum kit right behind him just opening the show like <laughs> yeah I, it's it's crime dude sorry i'm going to before i give mine i'm going to read some of the comments here uh bailey votes on perfect crime frostbite votes get in the ring says it's uh, one of his favorites and uh bailey says uh was uh where's the damn documentary Ah, yes, the perfect crime documentary of the User Illusion Tour that still never happened in a vault, or maybe it's in another Tom Zutas storage locker. I don't know. <laughs> uh, get on it, Rick. Yeah. The fear is it's going to turn to dust before it has a chance to see the light of day. At this point, probably. Yeah. Uh, I also vote perfect crime. Ooh. I like This was perfect a close crime. one, but yeah. I think that one was closed by was one. Yeah. yeah well, actually, by two votes, Perfect Crime wins that one. Brando, that's a lot of pussies. 
<laughs> I'm just laughing at what's going on in front of screen here. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's black. Yeah. Continue yourself. <laughs> oh man, we, uh, we can we show pussy on this show? I don't know. We're gonna pull off YouTube. We get pulled off TikTok for sure. Oh shit! Not, that's our, that's our second betting. He's not full of magic stuff. Don't worry. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, you should have named him maggots. Um, <laughs> you ain't the first versus shotgun blues. And uh, Brando, you get to go first on this one. Shotgun blues. I don't know why that seems to get beat at times, like as a as a filler song. I see, but. Not just because I use it as a soundbite for my podcast, Shotgun News, a really terrible soundbite. But I don't know. It's, it's I just find it a more fun rock and song, and you ate them first. It always ca- kind of catches me off guard because it's so broken down and it's so acoustic where everything really isn't. You know, there are acoustic elements to the other songs, but that's the most stripped down. I think Matt Sorum called it in his, in his book that'll be out at some point. Uh, With retraction. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what version I write at this point. Uh, that it's a pirate song. That's what he called it. He felt like they were pirates, like a, like a pirate shanty or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but still, uh, Shotgun Blues, that, that, that wins it for me. All right. Jeff, what do you think? Man, it's tough. I mean, You Ain't the First is a nice diss track to any chick that thought that they were like Axel's girlfriend after hanging out for one night. I would think Shotgun Blues, Axel played guitar on, if I'm not mistaken. Um, which gave him a, like some writing credits too, other writing credits too, I should say. Um, I gotta go, with Shotgun Blues. I mean, listen, motherfucker, you didn't, you forgot to pay your dues. It's a great, that's a great line. And yeah. if I'm not mistaken, it's also a diss track to Vince Neil from our Neil, right? I was <laughs> oh yeah. Oh come on now, don't Beetlejuice him into existence here. Oh god, no, <laughs> no, no. Uh, not on the premiere. Uh, for me, I've also got to say Shotgun Blues. I really like that song. I just go by what song I like better, so I don't really yeah. have nothing prophetic to add to it. Oh, Lord, what's going on? I live by the hospital, and they have a very, oh. very... There's a five-way intersection by my Is house. Rick outside? Might be. <laughs> <laughs> They're dropping him off. It's a very... It's a very, it's very uh, Difficult five-way interception. It's near a hospital, so the ambulance when they go through there, they always turn their lights on. It's a very weird five-way interception. So, will it be like two in the morning and shit, and you'll be trying to sleep, and then that oh, it's white happen? noise to me now. Ah, okay. Uh, you get used to it. You probably sleep through that shit. Oh yeah. Uh, Chris. Yeah, um, I think unanimously we're going shotgun blues here. I mean. You ain't the first. It just sounds like a bunch of drunk people making a song, and it literally was that because I mean, the story behind it—they were all like shit face. Matt Storm couldn't even play his own drums, and then you got his drum tech to play the drums. If the story is correct, from what I remember, um, but yeah, I yeah. Love that more in the, in the book. <laughs> yeah. the alleged book. Yeah. Alleged book. <laughs> oh God, the Franz. Comments. I wanted. <laughs> I wanted to highlight Franz's comment here. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> <laughs> You can tweet that, Franz. 
Guess he didn't do that in incognito mode. Oh, no. <laughs> now, 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 now his Google feed's all like, or his Facebook feed's all like, would you like to buy this? Would you like to buy this? <laughs> He's going to have to wipe his hard drive after that. Uh, <laughs> so for those of you listening to the audio replay of the show on Spotify, <laughs> Spotify or wherever. Uh, Franz's comment is I googled pussy full of maggots when I wanted to do a meme and I still regret that. <laughs> I just wanted to show that. Um, so let's listen. Let's uh, let's read the comments. Bailey votes uh, uh, for you ain't the first. And then he says uh, rest in peace Shannon Hoon. Yeah he did. I was going to say he, Shannon also was on that on that track too for vocals if I'm not mistaken yeah uh, let's see Frostbite votes Shotgun Blues he says uh, seeing Duff perform You Ain't the First on his Tenderness tour was cool though oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Bubba Malone's here welcome Bubba Malone he votes Shotgun Blues and uh uh <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a <laughs> <laughs> ah, Franz's next comment. I decided to do <laughs> a little bit of rewording. Usually, sometimes helps. Depends. I don't know about in this situation. <laughs> well, Shotgun Blues wins that one, so it's up to. Uh, it's time for the next song on the agenda: Bad Obsession versus Breakdown. So, uh, this one's Jeff, I believe. Breakdown, fucking all the way. I've never identified with the song on both albums, so more the end. When I, especially when it came, like, from, like, when they came out, probably until, like, I kind of grew out of them in, like, 95. I've related to this, to that song more than any other song on the two albums. Okay, so, just says Breakdown. Um... I'm sorry, man. I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one. I think Bad Obsession is one of my favorite GNR tracks ever. And I think that it uh, it's very underrated song. I love it. It's one of, it was one of my first favorite songs, and it is still one of my, uh, one of my favorites. Uh, Chris? Yeah, I, I'm gonna go Bad Obsession. That, that I fucking love that song. Just like right from the get go, um, all the way through, man. It's such a good song. It's just fun to fucking sing along with that, man. So I'm going Bad Obsession. Brando. So what do we got? We got Breakdown, and we got what's the, what's the other one we got? Bad, Bad Obsession. Obsession. Those are two are probably the most underrated Guns N' Roses songs. But I'm going to go Bad Obsession because it's more, I can sing along to it more. The breakdown, I think, is brilliant lyrically. And it's one of those perfect road songs if you're just on a long trip and just lose yourself into it. Especially the ending, the way it's written. Uh, breakdown is fantastic, but just Bad Obsession, just thinking about you know, Teddy Zigzag and, and, and you know. Your mother is just a cunt now. I mean, it's just like it's, you sing along to it. Yeah. It's, it's a good song. It's fun. <laughs> okay, so going back to the comments, uh, I'm going to read Bailey's comment here. And uh, I don't know why it's not showing right now. 
Uh, he says, tough one, I'll go breakdown. He's going to vote for breakdown. He says, bad obsession is good, though. I still don't know why that song hasn't been played in the past five years. And it looks like uh, Franz kind of agrees that they should add bad obsession to the set list because uh, he says, I bet Axel could uh, sing that pretty well. When Teddy did our podcast, he said that he actually texted Ale- or texted Slash at a, before an L.A. show and actually said bad obsession question mark and never heard back from him he said and then he's like a couple days later said he did he's like hey man that's not my call can't like real vague shit yeah interesting yeah and frost also votes for bad obsession so by four to two bad obsession (laughs) takes that round and we still have one two three four five six seven eight Eight rounds to go, so let's try oh, to speed through. Okay, let's rapid fire this shit. <laughs> yeah, let's try to speed through some of them here. Uh, back off, bitch, versus pretty tied up. Uh, uh, pretty tied up for me. Chris? I'm going back off, bitch, just because I just, you know, back off, you fucking bitch. <laughs> I just like that song better. All right. Pretty tied uh, up. Brent. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to, man. It's fine. I'm taking it anyway. Uh, pretty tied up. I... Back off, bitch is great. I, I think it was a a story of somebody interviewed her. Her name is Marcel Circus. She went to Fairfax with Slash and, and all of them, and she told the story about Axel reading her the lyrics to "Back Off, Bitch," you know, way back in the day. So I mean, that's a it's a fun song, but uh, yeah, pretty tied up. It's just something special. Sing you can sing along to it more. It's a it's fun song. Yeah, yep. Uh, Jeff, pretty tied up. Pretty tied up. But I think, if it's not me, I'm not mistaken, it kind of like after Izzy left the band, that kind of faded out of the set list. Uh, I don't know. I'm thinking, but I don't know. I know it's an Izzy song. But. Well, so is 14 Years, and or not 14 Years, but uh, Double Talk and Jive is a, is a Duff yeah. song, and Axel sings it anyway. Izzy sings, still talking. Oh, Izzy, yeah. Yeah, I know, but I just saw it and realized it kind of faded from the set list after Izzy left. But I'm going with Pretty Tied Up. Uh, Let's see here. In the comments, uh, Bailey votes for Pretty Tied Up, and Franz says he's not going to vote either way uh, because he's unable to because they're all great songs. Uh, Yeah, that's respectable. That's respectful. Uh, so up next, Double Talking Jive versus Locomotive. And Chris, you go first this time. Wait, sorry, what was it again? Double Talking Jive versus Locomotive. Double Talking Jive, get that money, motherfucker. That's what I'm going for. I don't know, I've had that song stuck in my head listening back to uh, both the albums now, celebrating the 30 years. That song's been like on repeat for the for last couple of days for me, so. All right, Brando. Double Talk and Jive, especially just because of what they do with it live. It's just, it's just so good what he, they can do to it. Uh, you know, home fuck. It, it's <laughs> very just it, what Izzy did with it, what Axel does with it, and Slash the way he carries it out and knowing in the album, it, it goes into November Rain very smoothly. Uh, that just gets my vote for a lot of reasons. Uh, Jeff. Locomotive by a fucking landslide. They should come in and crush 
a lot of these songs off the map on these albums, like on this at least this double album. And it's a it's a rarity, it's a gem. And when they dusted it off after, and if I'm not mistaken, I think I might be wrong. No, I'm not even gonna go down that path. But it was right around when Rick got banned. And <laughs> dusting off that, I was at that show. I'm like, holy shit. Oh, yeah, that was really cool. I love Locomotives. I mean, they're both really great songs. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I got to go Locomotive all day. I'm also going to go Double Talking Jive. Uh, but let's go to the comments, because in the comments, Bailey votes for Locomotive, and Frostbite votes for Locomotive. Oops, and Fran says, Caputo, you mad? And then he says, uh, Brando, you mad? I think mad everybody's what? referring to it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like a, a one of the times like Axel introduced fucking double talking jive. He's like, "You mad? Well, whatever. Uh, fuck you or something." Got it. You know, fuck Izzy. I don't know. Oh, okay, I got you. Well, it's also Warren Beatty. You know that song. Yeah. <laughs> and Franz actually votes in the locomotive as well, and he gets the tiebreaker. So because of Franz's vote there, bud, locomotive wins. Goddamn, that's okay. Allegiant yep. listeners got my back. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Come on, they've only played it once on on this not in this lifetime endless tour ever. I mean, if they wish they would call it different legs. Like, why isn't this the absurd leg? <laughs> why the absurdly long tour? Well, they can call it the absurd leg and like do absurd art for the t-shirts and have like one t-shirt. I don't know. It's just going back the to the fucking movie. Medusa head and shit. I yeah, thought why sure. not? Why not? I mean, better than the big league chew one I bought. So I think that's kind of cool, man. They should have made a three quarter sleeve though. Like a wait, is it three quarter sleeve? Yeah, like, cool. yeah, yeah baseball jersey style. Kind oh of. yeah, cool. Those all three. Those are dope. This is a shitty shirt. After this show, it's going to get hung up somewhere and framed eventually. But it's like thin. It's already rolling at the bottom. It's oh, dude, not this a shirt. This shirt I've got paint on. It is my. Fuck, how do I do this? Uh, this is my illusion shirt, dude. I got oh, okay. This, I got this at the two Dayton shows. The first night when they went on at like one fifteen, and before the night Axel sliced his hand on the microphone stand. And this is like heavy cotton. And, and, and I think what happened was it was a Brockham shirt. And like Dayton on the back is double printed. So they were like, oh shit, it's an air. So they send some dude with it stuffed down his undies. Probably had fucking crabs or something. Sell them <laughs> to the kids in the audience for like Jesus. 15 bucks. And this is the only one from the 80s and 90s I still own. My mom threw all the rest of them away when I went to fucking college. Now they're going my to like mom has like 500 up, bucks each. My mom has fucked up two unreplaceable GNR shirts for me also. So I feel your pain. Frostbite says it wasn't worth the $65. No, it wasn't worth the $65 I spent. It's worth it to have it in my collection because I'm not going to sell it, so I don't give a fuck if it's got the stickers on it or not. And it was worth it to wear to the show because it was hot as balls out there. Uh, but to wear... I can't wear this to work because he's giving the finger anyway. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Uh, up next, November Rain versus So Fine. Oof. And Brando, you're up first. November Rain is my favorite song of all time. So that is my answer. <laughs> all right. Good enough answer, Jeff. Excuse me. Uh, 
I guess November rain. It brings a lot of, you know, popping my cherry in high school to that song. So, (laughs) (laughs) I fucked the sounds of dogs barking and crickets. So I guess you got it better than me. Uh, This guy's got the orchestra, man. I know, right? Uh, I'm also going to vote November Rain, Chris. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think there's any competition in this one. Sorry, Duff, but we're going with November Rain. Yeah. Bailey in the comments also says November Rain. That's five. November Rain's going to get it. We're going to move on. Let's get the next Uh, one rolling here, baby. The Garden versus Estranged. Ooh. And Jeff, you're up first. Estranged. I I, I cried myself to sleep after I broke up with the girl I popped my cherry to November Rain to to Estranged, so... We'll go to a strange. Uh, was that an hour later? Yeah, about 35, 45 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was singing, back off, bitch. And <laughs> Surprised he didn't cry to Don't Cry. That would have been fun. <laughs> the song is Definitely. telling you not to. <laughs> that's, oh, that's true. <laughs> that's right. Um, I got to go with Estranged also. What do you yeah. think, Chris? Um, estranged, man. That's like... Like a November rain too, but like almost, I think for a lot of people would say it's probably better than November rain. I love the strange. It's such a fucking masterpiece of a song. And Dude, I, it is November that. rain too. It is, but it, yeah, like on another level. I mean, with the music video specific, especially like is on another fucking level. Yeah. Uh, Brando. Oof. I, I, I guess I can say a strange, but I got to give a shout out to Alice Cooper. Right. I mean, that's just a special. That's a special song, and especially just you know he recorded it for them at like three in the morning randomly. But yeah. you know I can't be an asshole. It's estranged. Like it, that's just that's that's a legacy song. If, if anything else, you know it, oh, it's yeah. it's uh, crazy. Video aside, I have no whatever that that video also lives on because of the dolphins <laughs> and everything. You know, <laughs> I just gotta know what's up with them though. I don't think we'll ever fucking know, man. I don't know. Some interesting CGI choice, I guess. <laughs> Uh, go into the comments. Uh, everybody else says estranged. Strange, also, yeah. estranged wins that one. So, so up next is Garden of Eden versus You Could Be Mine. And uh, I'm going to go first on this one. I uh, I like Garden of Eden, uh, especially after we reviewed it. I think uh, Brando, weren't you? That was the song we reviewed. That was the first, the first time we ever had him on the show. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was when we met Brando. So mm-hmm. I mean, but. Uh, you could be mine. I've just got a lot of good memories too. It's one of my favorite songs ever. Chris, this is tough though. But I'm gonna go. You could be mine. I just think it's like a killer song, and just like that video with Terminator and Schwarzenegger. Definitely, even though you probably can't use it on like future releases anymore, it's still a fucking great video. I'm going. You could be mine. Uh, Brando, you know, you could be mine is a legacy song, and it's fantastic it makes me think of arnold uh, and i am gonna go. i'm not gonna use it too long but you know, garden of eden deserves all the respect the video i know it's a simple fisheye lens but it's so it's such a fun song to sing along to or if you could try to sing along to it because how fast yeah. it is. uh but what we're doing now is just why i i know we haven't gotten to my world or whatever yet but why <laughs> this, they, this doesn't deserve to be one album it needs to be two you know it's Look at this. Every time we want to pick a song, it's like we're, we're sacrificing a child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, kind of. But I'll, I'll go, you can be mine, but not happily. Uh, Jeff. Oh, man. Uh, you can be mine. I mean, it's like it was the first video. Like, we're back. 
came out like at the end of like just before the Terminator came was coming out like at the end of summer for all the kids right before. I mean, I remember watching the video and calling my best friend and him both he and I be like, Did you just fucking see that. Um, <laughs> I gotta go with you. It can be mine. It was like we're back, and you know they used the footage from the warm up gigs to like produce it and put it together. You can be mine by yeah. All right, so I'm going to go to the comments. Uh, Frost says, I'm going to commit blasphemy and say Garden of Eden. Okay, so there's a vote for Garden of Eden. Uh, Bailey says, uh, You Could Be Mine is his uh, favorite GNR song. A little bit of Arnold for you. So that's another vote for You Could Be Mine. And he also says, Bailey also says that uh, Matt Sorum's drums, uh, hang on, here we go. Matt Sorum's best song in GNR, and everybody kicks ass on the song. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Right. Well, with that, You Could Be Mine wins the next one. Let's see how many we got. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I don't so think that's another what one. <laughs> well, I know. I was like making two or sure. Three more. Yeah. I was making sure I was keeping up with them and everything. Yeah. We're like uh, tail end right now, baby. Here's another one I think is going to be hard. Don't Damn Me versus the alternate version of Don't Cry. And Chris, you're up first. I mean, I'm not crazy about either of these songs, but I'll, I'll go with the alt to Don't Cry because like, it's still okay. I just, I don't know, I feel like it's like more, really morbid, the lyrics. Like, it's like a totally different like spin on the original Don't Cry. But I'm going to go with that one. All right. Brando? Don't ban me. Oh, sorry. Don't damn me. <laughs> Don't ban me. Ah. Don't damn me. That I do like it. That is a fun song. I believe uh, our buddy Franz made a fun meme about that. Uh, oh, with the mic tosses and shit. Isn't that the one though? It looked like uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire or something. It was like sometimes I can never give a fuck. You know. No. <laughs> oh, that's a different one. I don't remember. Uh, okay, so what of what of Franz's many winning many memes? But it's with, hard to think of one Franz meme. I mean, let's with, be real. That's true. But with the Don't Cry alternate lyrics. I know the song already. I don't want to learn it again. I'm sorry. Exactly. Thank I, I, you. Yeah. I've never taken the time to learn the alternate lyrics. I'm a busy man. So. <laughs> <laughs> don't damn it. That's me. the one we should have knocked off the list. Yeah. yeah. Um, you'd be surprised. There, I put it out there on my social media. A lot of people love that. You know, I, I give it hate, but it's not, it's not my opinion. It's uh, it's the fan base, but whatever. This is our list, so we can do whatever we want. I guess. Hell yeah. That's right. Uh, Jeff? So it's Don't Cry, Alt Lyrics, and which other song? Again? Don't Damn Me. Oh, Don't Damn Me. I think it's like Axel's like message to the world that he's been having to fucking explain himself forever. He's tired of it. All right. I, I'm also going to say Don't Damn Me. Uh, I really like that song. And like Brando said, man, when it comes to Don't Cry, man, I already know the lyrics. I don't want to fuck with learning it again. I've never really fucked with learning the lyrics to the alternate version. And I never cared for it myself anyway, because the song gets started and I'm expecting to hear a song I really like. And then the lyrics are all fucked up and then it just, it jars me and it takes me out of me and out of it. And I don't enjoy it. If the music video works for both, like, both lyrics, both uh, sides of the alt lyrics and original lyrics, that if the music video is still confusing and all that shit, like, it's not going to change. Like, you know what I mean? Well, 
why I not add why not add verses to don't cry? I mean, goddamn coma is forty five fucking minutes long. Why the hell not just add a couple more verses if you wanted to go that route and oh, wow. make it part of the song? It's I mean, I don't understand that. It's, it's filler. Going to it, it is filler. There's a lot of filler on these albums, unfortunately, uh, which will piss people off me saying that, but that's how I feel. So, frostbite votes don't damn me uh, in the comments. Bailey votes don't cry. Somebody's showing some love to don't cry. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's good. That's good. Uh, so, with uh, total votes of four to three, don't damn me wins this round. Mm-hmm. And finally, well, not finally, because we're going to review, we're going to, we're going to give bonus points. We're going to give an opportunity with two Use Your Illusion 1 songs at the tail end. But the last one officially for Use Your Illusion 2 versus Use Your Illusion 1 is Bad Apples versus My World. And Brando, you get to go first on this one. Bad Apples. But I want, (laughs) I want to drop this, this thought on you. What if My World is a prequel to Chinese Democracy? What if that's like the prequel track? So like that's this is how weird, how weird I'm going to get. That's what I, I've said before. Have you? I, it's a linear, I guess, linear thought. I will, yeah. I've I said give it you, on ours before. I said it on our podcast before. I thought it was like where Axel's leaving it for you guys to just be like, this is what's coming next. That's what it feels like. I agree. So obviously, if Chadam yeah, had been full of my world-esque songs i would have thrown that motherfucker against the wall if it was all, <laughs> if it was all like that yeah oh, no. bad apples i think my world now has become uh i don't hate it as i don't hate it now I think it should have been a bonus track like very deep like that nirvana song it's a novelty track that's how i look at it it's yeah yeah you know, it's a good way of looking at it you know like obla di obla da Whatever. That's, that's, yeah, right. That's, 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 that's the obla di obla da of the GNO world. But regardless, mm. bad apples. Um, Jeff. So it's between which one again? My world and which? What was the other one? Bad, bad apples. Come on, your laundry could get washed and was hanging up all over town. Hollywood's like a driveway. Like, come on, that's a great lyric. I gotta go bad apples. And they did a bad apples leg of the tour, which was supposed You'll be to be sucking to down the floor. Yep, it was supposed to go through Cincinnati, and then that's where uh, Gilby broke his hand and never went through. And then they rescheduled it, and then they fucking canceled it because of the monitor guy got fired. And I never got my illusions tour in Cincinnati. I never got the show in Cincinnati because it got rescheduled Damn. and canceled twice. But I did see the Dayton leg of it and other shows on the leg, but it never landed in Cincinnati. But it was on the Bad Apples leg, but I'm still going to go with it. Bad Apples. I'm going to go with Bad Apples, too, for a lot of what Jeff said. And uh, he hit my favorite lyric on the head right there about Hollywood's like a dryer when you're down on Sunset Strip. Uh, yeah, that's really fun to me. So Bad Apples gets my vote also. Yeah, Bad Apples, I'm taking that one because my rule is a steaming turd. So. And uh, it looks like everybody says uh, Bad Apples, even though Bailey says neither song was great. Huh? <laughs> no, Bad Apples is a, is a good bad song apples to listen to time good. to time. It's like a jam. Yeah. Okay. Come on, so guys, right now, if we stopped this bit right now, we don't do the last dead horse versus coma. Uh, is a deadlock tie. Wow. So, 
with that, we're moving coma off of Use Your Illusion 1 to Use Your Illusion 2 to make it even. And it's our last round. Jeff gets to go first. Dead Horse versus Coma. Oh, <laughs> the only two songs on fucking one that I love, like, I would take to my grave to with me. I think, oh, man. Oh, Coma's like Slash's baby. I just read an article today where Gilby's like, we played it three times, and all three times I played it, I never played it the same way. And then I read, like, when Izzy played it with them, like, Izzy still had, like, sheet music on stage to, to read while they were playing. And it's Slash's baby that he's been, he had been working on forever. And then you go back to the Kurt Loader interview where, like, he's like, there's no repetitive chorus. There's no repetitive lyric. And they have Dead Horse. It's just a happy fucking party song that, you know, always throughout the years made it into my mixtapes. It made it into my, you know, car ride tunes that Brandon will talk about for, like, road trips. I'd make a disc CD for not coma. Um, this is where Brando also says you're you're asking to sacrifice a child. This is uh, what do you what, what, do they, what do they call it? Uh, Sophie's, Sophie's choice. choice. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus Christ, coma. Just because it's it's a masterpiece. It's the longest song on both albums. But damn, Dead Horse is a hell of a fucking party song, dude. That drum lick has just got a great hook. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not as much of a hard decision for me. I like Dead Horse. I don't really care for Coma myself. Yeah, Dead Horse for me too. I mean, Coma is great in its own way, but I, like a lot of times I don't have ten minutes to listen to one song. <laughs> like, it's it is long, but like I can respect that. You know, it's a long song. It takes on this whole journey and shit. But Dead Horse for me is fucking killer. Just because also you got Axel playing on the acoustic guitar as well, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, too lazy to learn now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I say coma because it's the journey within the journey that is use your illusion. Uh, one and two, whatever. Uh, what, I forget where we're putting this uh, for the sake of our list. But Coma's it, on two now. We moved coma to two. Regardless, the fact that it, it's a 10-minute song, within that, it takes you all these different ways. And that's what the whole concept of use your illusion one and two do. So it's just kind of like this own little island on this album, you know, which it's, I don't know. It's just, it's something, Dead Horse is fantastic, obviously, with Axel playing guitar. It's fun, but, but Coma is, I'll, I'll use the uh, phrase again, it's like a legacy song. You know, just, it's, it's a legacy song for them. And Axel didn't play with the old GNR, if I'm, I'm not mistaken, at all, ever once. I don't think so, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't, not that I recall. Uh, going back to the comments, Bailey votes Coma, coma and coma. let's see, Frostbite votes Coma, so coma wins that, it, that broke it up, Coma yeah. won by two votes. Uh, technically speaking, technically speaking, strictly speaking, Use Your Illusion 1 wins. Because Coma's on UIY1. But since we moved it for the sake of this comparison to Use Your Illusion 2, then that makes Use Your Illusion 2 the winner yeah. of our battle of our yeah. battle of the illusions. Illusions battle. But at the end of the day, they're both winners. So. We're all winners. Yes, yeah, so a winner is you. <laughs> a winner is you, yeah. 
Oh, man. Uh, well, guys, are you guys... Uh, I know we said that it would be like 20 minutes we'd have you guys on. Yeah, and that was a <laughs> like lie. I'm so sorry for uh, keeping people fucking waiting here. I mean, the I listeners are joining. Up. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta clean up my new tattoo that I got. I got the... Oh, uh, yeah. The radio. Oh, let's see. I get the radio from the Brave Little Toaster. It's underneath. Oh, that's really cool. Right oh, so it has like blood on it right now. So nice. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. Oh yeah. So, yeah, I gotta clean that up right now. <laughs> well, Brando, <laughs> thanks for sticking yeah, for uh, coming in. It was cool Extra. to have you back, as always. Thank okay. you, man. Yeah. Hey, nice to see you after a while, brother. I hope all life is grand, and I've been I've been following everything on the uh, internet and uh, keep it going, man. I appreciate it. I pre- appreciate your support. You know, uh, Guns of Radio support. You know, we're all we're all Guns and Roses fans. Oh uh, yeah, with yeah. our own outlet, and uh, we're having fun with it. So. As yeah, I've man. always told Brando, we're fighting for the same team. There you go. Oh <laughs> yeah. TV. Hey, if you, ever, if you ever need some guests, we we'll be glad to come back on if you need. So, vice yeah, versa. We, you know. Yeah, I love I, doing other people's show because you don't have to edit yeah. any shit. I give you a, <laughs> give you a shout out, Dustin. Uh, because I think Chris had mentioned you wanted to do the Chicago review, but I had mm. some fans that already uh, put out their, you know, they already volunteered themselves. And I just try to get on the regular everyday fan. Mm. always have a microphone. Right. So, but if you guys go to another show, if you want to review it, same thing with to, to you, Jeff. Just, just let me know. We'll, we'll work something. Uh, health okay. matters in the family have kept me from doing concerts this past season. So, very slim chance I'll still have an opportunity to do Columbus, but We'll see. Whatever it is, as long as uh, we, I keep going, they'll we'll figure it out. We'll we'll All find right. a spot for you, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you do keep going for uh, for for a long time to come, man. But thanks. Uh, thanks for being on, man. And uh, everybody, go check out Appetite for Distortion if you haven't already. Twitter, Thank Instagram, you. all over the internet. I appreciate. Let's face that. it; you probably already have if you're listening to this show. But you know, if you have, for that yeah, one it was guy a Genesis partially for this, so. Well, I, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for your time. Well, thank you, coming, man. Thank you, Bye. All right, so up next, uh, we're going to review Life Sweet Drug. Since Frostbite's here, I sent him an invite if, if he wants to join us. Uh, since he's watching along, yeah. since he was... GN Radio super fan, missing Frost. Let's go, baby. Did France fall asleep? Uh, yeah, maybe. it's like 3, 4 in the morning there right now. Yeah, who would blame him if he did? I mean, uh, he was asleep through the whole absurd like release. He woke up like, "What the fuck?" Oh yeah, because I was like, "What six in the morning his time?" I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, dude, Rick was asleep when uh, during the absurd release. Oh, there's the man. Hey, here we go. You know, can I talk about the discussion that we had about who would play us in movies? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can I talk about that or would that oh, offend yeah, you, fine. man? No, it's fine. Uh, okay, so so one thing you got to get used to if we ever hang out, Caputo, you'll find this out when you come to the States in a few months. Uh, yeah, we're working on that. The way I play with my friends is I like to razz my friends, and I expect to be razzed back. It's just, I guess it's part of from the being in the wrestling business. I don't fucking know. I just always razz my friends when... I'm I'm a, I'm a pretty I'm an asshole. What can I say? So we were sitting at uh we were sitting at and I and I've been thinking about Frost here for a minute, and ever since we met this cat, I've been wondering who does this cat remind me of. I'm glad you and keep it, me on your mind. 
And it hit me. <laughs> it hit me while we was eating or drinking or probably getting drunk. Let's be real. Uh, oh, no, no. Franz is awake. He says, no, I'm working on the Rick ass graphic. Oh, boy. We might get that before the end of the show. Folks, there's a lot of show to go still. I was say, <laughs> hey, Franz just posted uh, something on, on our Discord, too, if you want to check that out. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go check it out, but uh, I'll, so, I'll show you right here. Hang on, he posted the maggot full of pussies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah! I don't think we could show that on the live stream, but um, we did for a second. Don't worry, we're not. Gonna yeah, it. well, it was blurry. They can't really tell. Go to yeah. our Discord where uh, we're uncensored. So me, Frost, people. me and Frost and Rick. Uh, no, we don't pay for 4K. Fuck that. Too expensive. Uh, fucking. SD is barely is breaking me every fucking month. I cringe when I get that StreamYard bill on my fucking account. But uh, it's worth it because we love you guys. Uh, so me, it was me, Frost, and Rick, and I was sitting there and I was like, we was talking about who would play us in movies. I'm about that come up. And I said, well, Frost is Macaulay Culkin, hands down. Like, <laughs> then I showed you that picture and it was scary how close it was. It, well, it, it is pretty pretty scary how close it is. And then we got the who would play me and Rick. Well, obviously for me, Seth Rogen. I mean, there's no other alternative as to who's going to play me because, I mean, look at me. Seth <laughs> Rogen all fucking day. And then it's like, well, who's going to play Rick? And then Frost is like, well, we'll just go all, we'll just go all out and make it James Franco. And then I was like, you know what? I would go see a movie with that lineup. <laughs> I would go see that. And then you told me uh, something about when you was a kid. What was it you said? Well, when I was a kid, I used to get, you know, uh, that I looked like the looked like him from Home Alone, you know, when I was still little, about that age. And uh, and I even had people who used to ask me to do the thing with, like, my hands up on my face, make like the... <laughs> But then, but then after I grew up, and then I seen that picture that I showed you where he let his hair grow out long like that and was real skinny... I, you know, it's, it wasn't even just like I grew up as a kid looking like him. I grew up getting to be an adult. And he, now he's I, doing I, it on purpose. <laughs> Macaulay yeah, Culkin so checked out Frostbite's band or I, something. I, I can't even. I can't even have my own style without this dude. You know, stalking me and stealing it. Bailey says, "Who would play Jeff?" I don't know. Let's think on this. Who would play Jeff? First person to say mm. Seth Green gets a foot full, of, a nuts full of my foot. Actually, I was going to say Chuck Norris. I can see that. I can see that <laughs> Chuck Norris. I can. I, I can see that. Go to Chuck Norris. What's that guy? What, oh wait, what, what's the dude? He's not going to like this one as much. But what's the guy that runs that? Uh, I think it's like a movie company. The uh, is his name like Rob? Uh, Ron Howard. Ron Howard. Yeah. <laughs> Ron Howard. Ron Howard's bald. You'd have to put a wig on him. He can put oh. it like just. You know, I could pass as little Opie, little Opie, little Opie Taylor. Back, I, I would say back in the day, Opie Taylor and I would be a good. If there was some like Back to the Future weird time travel stuff, like when we were both like ten or eleven years old, we probably looked the same. That's true. Oh wait, Ron Howard's not bald. I'm thinking of uh, the the fat dude from Spinal Tap uh, that used to be on All in the Family. Ron Howard's not bald, but. Now that I've gotten them back, put oh, uncrossed in my brain, I can see it now. 
Ivan Reitman? No, um, he I was he was meathead on oh, All in the Family. I know you're talking about Ron something, not Howard. Um, ah, fuck it, it's not important. Who'd play Caputo? Wait, I think I've mentioned this before. Like, I get comparisons to Adam Devine all the time. No, man, with your glasses on, you got to get Rick Moranis out of fucking retirement. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what? Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. We've topcasted everybody else. Let's Caputo's casting is going to be the one that we make way off. Like, but we're still going to have a connection. We'll get Drake to play Caputo. <laughs> okay, hey, we got the Canadian connection there. <laughs> he looks looks nothing like Caputo, but yeah, he's Canadian. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll get the fade with the stupid shit in my hair to work. <laughs> oh man, uh, I think I think he's saying Jeff Bridges would play Jeff. Me, I think uh, it's what. I from... take the dude. The dude can play me. The dude. dude. Oh yeah, the dude. I'll abide yeah. to that. I could take that. See, Caputo, I was going to be less good and say the guy that played Mario in Super Mario Brothers because it's already <laughs> played Mario once. You might as well do it. <laughs> John Leguizamo? Leguizamo? I think it was. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Uh, I don't know if happen to know who played Mario off the top of your head. Wasn't I mean, I, I'll give you kudos. That, wasn't it the guy that it was either John Leguizamo or the guy that played... Uh, the uh, Pawn Star clerk in uh, the Crow movie. It was those two guys who played Mario in the Wii. Hmm. And I read an article where they were fucking drunk the entire time they made that movie. See, I'm trying to think of uh, actors that wear the big stash. Hmm. Uh, Ron Jeremy. There we go. We get Ron Jeremy to play Capone. I just looked up the actual Bob Hoskins who played Mario. There we go. Steven Someone else in the comments is Bob Hoskins. My bad. Ron Jeremy can play me from the waist down. <laughs> he played me oh, from the waist down in the nude scene. Oh, are we having sex scenes in our movie? We didn't even discuss that. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, why not? Fuck it. Yeah, sure. Whatever. So we're turning this into a softcore porn for like skin and Not with each other, no, because I don't <laughs> want those fucking. I don't want to start getting those goddamn. Uh, what do you call it? Those fucking cartoons that people make of like Axel and Slash making out and shit. Those fucking anime. Rule shit. 34, bro. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's well, rule thirty-four. Exists. We exist, so. <laughs> oh man, that's unfortunate. Well, the Guns and Radio fan fiction. Oh, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, we'll read it on the show. Whatever, dude. That, that's a good segment. We need some stuff to kill. <laughs> Well, guys, we're going to listen to the song of the day two fucking hours into the goddamn episode. We're going to finally listen to the song of the day. Life's Sweet Drug by Slash the Snake Pit. Now, I do have some bad news. Uh, You know, last week I demoed, I demolished our speaker, Paul Stanley style, in the finale. And it broke into a bunch of pieces. I don't know why I still have it here. So, uh, we don't have that anymore, obviously. And so instead, I'm just going to play it off my phone and hope for the best. Does that sound like shit? I dig this riff, though. Yeah. 
What's this guy's name again? Uh, this is the Rod some... Jacksoner of Rod Jackson. Yeah, it's from English Grand. Fucking he's, a, he, he's cool as fuck, man. He was a great interview. Oh yeah, I listened to him on Brando's show. Yeah, yeah. Dude, so far I'm digging this. I got it. Yeah, dude, yeah. it's just like down here, like a little chugging along right there. Oh man, this is good shit so far. Oh yeah, it's like smashing you in the damn face, like over and over again. This is great. Yeah. Say, since I'm, yeah, yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta take. I do want to say real quick though, because I'm looking through Facebook right now, and uh, I want to say I want to issue an apology to our former guest uh, on the show, uh, or at least on uh, getting dizzy with it, uh, Mr. Jesse Jackson. I accidentally butt dialed him <laughs> uh, the other day. We had a nice chat, mm-hmm. had a good little chat, but. Uh, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was an accidental butt dial and, uh, I apologize for that. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, I, I, I have to remember we're doing a podcast here and we need to discuss, uh, uh, the song, but you know, it's, 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 uh, it's a, it's a banger, man. So it is a very good banger. I don't know, man. Yeah, man. If you want me to get into the lyrics, I got the lyrics pulled up here if you want. Yeah, so let's take a break and let's uh, let's hear some lyrics. So read us okay. some lyrics, Caputo. Sure. We'll start verse one here. Hey, what you doing out there? Did you tumble down and burn out in the fire? You ain't going nowhere. Uh, stay with me now. Let's get higher and higher. I, dead broke and blue. Take a look. Boy, I ain't no rose. We, just you and me, got a little tied up and now I'm indisposed. That's like the first verse right there. Is that a knock on Axel? Uh, who the hell knows? Uh, it's very much about like drugs and stuff, I guess. I assume so far. Well, I don't think Slash was writing the lyrics to this, so you don't think so? Probably not. It's probably like Rob Jackson writing this stuff. I'd be impressed if it was. I don't think Slash. I mean, I think Slash has said he doesn't write most of his lyrics for his song. That he has very little. The lyrics. Hmm. That's interesting. All right, I'm gonna hit play.
Uh, Bailey says poetry reading on GNR radio. That's what we do. That's, That's what we yeah. do. That's how I usually read these lyrics. <laughs> Fucking dead yeah. right there, man. Okay, read the next lyric, but this time when, when you when you continue the lyrics, what I want you to do, Chris, is I want you to like drag on your cigarette like William Shatner does yeah. when he's doing his spoken word shit. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to start from like the second verse? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so here. He had a seven-year itch. Losing and scratching himself. She was a complicated bitch. Hang on. She'll fuck with your mind. Put your balls on a shelf. Keep it going once it started. Share the ride with everybody. Life. Such a sweet, sweet drug. Complete my world. Come and make me numb. How do they spell come in that lyric? It's C-O-M-E. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> I'm just curious. I'm just checking because either way it works. So you know. <laughs> Balls to the wall. Wow. That was awesome. Cool transition. Really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm digging it. It's hard to speak out of the music, dude. shit. Oh, yeah. That was great. Very good shit, man. I don't want to see the ad, though. Oh, not Thank that, you, though. <laughs> <sighs> oh, wow. Uh, well, where do we begin? First off, I want to read Bailey's uh, comments here. He says, poetry... Re- well, no, no. He says, maybe it's about Pearl- Perla. Oh, <laughs> or Renee oh, in this case. No, I think he was probably dating or <laughs> married to Perla by this time. It's like the early nineties. That was his oh, yeah. was his first wife. Yeah, so I think by this time it was, it was the Perla era. Okay. I was gonna say they probably had kids, had kids by this time, I think, anyways. One one at least. One kid's about twenty twenty one right now, so yeah. the oldest, what is that, Hudson? Yeah. The Who may or may not have kid. gone through rehab already. Hmm. What? Yeah. Holy fuck. 
Wouldn't oh, be Stephanie surprised. Daddy's footsteps, then. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know if you guys were pervy to that information, but that's this isn't that's news. If to you do the math with him and leaving, uh, what was that band with Trujillo and Scott Weiland's kid? And oh, Suspect so Eight or One Away, whatever. Yeah, but it was before that. Whatever that. When he was when they were still doing Classic Slacked. Yeah, Classic Slacked. Oh, his first band, yeah. And like he's just wait. So Slash's kid band. is in a band or what? Yeah. yeah. He's in a different one every week. Now they're doing one called like Saint Electric or something like that. Oh, that's what it's called now. Oh wow! Yeah, didn't know that. Okay. But yeah, he kind of like fell off the radar with no press of him leaving that band and. Well, none of those guys are in that band. That band's like all Classless Act, still a band, but it's like all different people now. Kind of like Quiet Riot. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Don't diss well, Alex, though, man. He's the heart and soul of that band. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go and we're going to review the song. And Mason, I'm going to let you go first. Tell us what you thought of the song. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a pretty good song. Uh, that uh, It was just straight ahead hard rock. That, I think it actually almost seemed like they picked up the tempo when they went into the guitar. So, like, just picked it up and went <laughs> twice as fast just then and shredded it out. Uh uh, I think I I'm in the I think I'm in the minority though of most people that I've heard his opinion. When I actually prefer the first Snake Pit album. Oh but yeah, I think I, we've I, talked about that before on the show. But I but I have gotten more into Ain't Life Grand as I've listened, you know, continued to listen to it. Uh, uh, <clears throat> so, but I thought that was really good. I, I'd probably say a three and a half out of five. Okay, uh, Jeff, what do you think? Give it a solid four out of five, straight four four rock and roll. I think it's a little faster. It's a little faster. It's a little faster. I dig it. Uh, I got I got I, I got nothing to say wrong about it. I dug it a lot. All right, uh, Chris, you want to go next? Or you want me to go next? Um, I'll go next. Yeah, this is fucking balls to the walls, rock and roll, just like going blazing fast or as fast as humanly possible in this case. But yeah, I'm gonna go four to five, like literally. I'm literally adding this to my rock playlist right now on Spotify. Like that's how fucking good this song is to me. Just hearing it already one time. And I'm like, I will definitely be listening to this if it ever comes up on a shuffle <laughs> or if I want to listen to just some slash stuff. So definitely four to five for me. Really good song. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. Uh, what I liked about it is kind of how we talked about in the guitar solo, how it speeds up. It almost descends into chaos, like welcome to the jungle in that. Mm-hmm. And to me, that gives that just adds so much to it. How like GNR music is always like on the brink of falling apart and falling into utter chaos that makes no fucking sense, but then somehow it always just somehow fucking works, man. And yeah, so for me, I I, I I'm gonna say four out of five as well because I I too would. Uh, we'll be adding this to my playlist. I'll be listening to this again. So, well, with that, guys, we're getting ready to wrap up the season one or season three. Fuck season, season one. one. Going back in time. Now? Two goddamn years. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting to wrap up the season three finale right now. And so, you guys ready to spin the wheel and see what we're doing next week? Anybody want to make bets on what we're going to get? You mean the season three? Our. Oh yeah, premiere. My bad. 
Jesus yes. Christ, you went from the premiere, the end of one, the beginning of the one, the end of three. Now, but beginning <laughs> of three. Look, man, it's it's way past my bedtime <laughs> at this say, point. This is little... supposed to be an hour show. We're 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 an hour and seven minutes over what we have planned. So, Amen. which I'm so not bitching a... about. I've I've had a great time. I thought this was a great episode. Fuck, when we do it live, man, there's, oh, there's no time shit. to listen anymore. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh. France France posted the thing. Hang on, we did get oh, it before the hang on. Let's roll over to Discord because I want to oh, see right. this before we spin the If y'all want to see want... this, join the Discord. Um link in it's not loading. Is there a way I can show that? I don't think they've got a way I can show pictures. Oh, no, I can show you the. Pull it up on your phone. He's in my ass. That's where Rick is. Oh, man. That's going to get us kicked off, man. I don't know. And somebody's in the sign in the crowd with a sign that says, "Where's Rick?" <laughs> so <Some> Ross Matters. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't see the Ross Matters sign. Let's see if I get it in here. What? Yeah. What is it, what is it saying? Ross. Ross. Ross Matters. Rasp matters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did get it before the end of the show. That's the perfect wrap up. Oh, that's perfect. Oh man, that worked out so good. That was good. All right, well, guys. Uh, oh man, if you're, uh, I don't know if we're doing a GN extra tonight or not. No, I think we have to skip that. No, but I'm, I'm feeling just... rap. I'm feeling rapid fire coming up. Oh God, no! Rapid fire. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm gonna do tough than that. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? What do you guys think? We think it's gonna be. Probably an Izzy song, realistically. I was like, odds are it's Duff or Izzy. Yeah. Let's see. Jabbing Sister Fanny, Juju Hounds. Jabbing Sister oh. Fanny. All right, Juju Hounds, man. By the Juju Hounds. That's coming up next week. Hell yeah. Guns and Radio. So like we'll the s- second or third Juju Hounds song we've covered. There's like very few of them. Uh, Franz, I, really I just saw Franz's comment. Yeah, uh, but we haven't really reviewed much from it. Uh, we've mm-hmm. got a lot of Izzy, but we hadn't really got much. Fran says he was going to bed, so yeah, good call. Thanks, Fran. Good night, little brother. Thank yes. you, buddy. Good night, you fucking legends. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for ending our podcast on such a high note. And uh, I want to thank everybody for... Uh... Oh, wait, what's he <laughs> saying? That was... I was hoping for Swiss rolls of mine for next week. <laughs> Go look at the uh, the remixes Franz has posted in our Discord. Is that Dustin? Is that YouTube Dustin Bones in those videos? Because if it is, I'd like to. I'd, if you have contact with that guy, I'd, I'd like to uh, have him on the show. Maybe clear up my clear my name once and for all. Mm-hmm. Uh, good night, Franz. So thank you, everybody, for uh, supporting the show for the last three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to especially thank uh, Bailey, Franz, uh, Frost for uh, being here and, and uh, commenting with us in the section. Thanks to Rick for also 
uh, being there in the comment section with us. And thanks to uh, Bubba for his comment as well. Mm-hmm. And thank you, the Guns Radio listener, for uh, being here with us as we kick off our third year in business. And, uh, man, we've got a lot of cool shit coming up this year, so I'm really excited about oh, it. Yeah. So awesome. before we go, yeah. before we go, uh, I do have one last thing to comment on on the, uh, on the list that I didn't get around to. And that's, uh, nobody asked about it like I figured that they would, so I'm, I, I could probably get away with not addressing it. But in case somebody does, uh, I am going to uh, say something here. Uh, about the Rick situation in Chicago. Um, all I'm going to say is um, this situation is ongoing. There's a lot of shit going on that I cannot talk about. Uh, I mean, Rick's told me what's going on, but I'm not going to talk about it because it's confidential shit, man, right now. This situation has gotten the fuck out of control. Uh, what happened to Rick in Chicago was fucking uncalled for. Rick was assaulted, and there is no. He two... was assaulted by a bodyguard who was there to protect the van. Sorry. He was no threat. He's yeah. a bodyguard. Period. That's what your job is. You don't go pick out people and beat them up and, and escort them out of shows. Your body, your job is to protect the person from the crowd. End of story. Yeah, and a story. You're you're not the enforcer. All right, and a story. You're a fucking hired legal bodyguard. And you protect. You don't invoke. And a mm-hmm. story. Well, he's. I'm not going to say nothing else about it. That's at the opinion. end of the day. Yeah. Rick was Rick was not a threat. He was assaulted. This was a show put on for the little kiss asses in the front row that called Fernando as soon as they seen a post that Rick might be around and and Rick was assaulted. Rick was hurt. He had to go to the doctor. There's it it, it was a, it's a fucked up situation and it's gone too fucking far. And there were two videos that were uploaded to Facebook, one during the show and one that came on during the assault. Which one do you think got taken down? The live one did. The assault is the one they yeah. took down. Not the one of the footage of the concert, but the one where he's getting assaulted and mysteriously gets fucking taken down. Well, no, that's okay because we've already made backups and I want to thank... What, like Facebook took down his post? The one the where... Bannon went uh, after his post of it being live. Yeah. The one that Efron he said it. I didn't know if Franz wanted to be in this bullshit or not. He backed it up. Thank yeah. you, Franz, because if Franz you. hadn't have done that, uh, we would have lost a crucial piece of evidence here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I got so that from you. Franz to Rick. Like, yeah. So yeah, um, that that was that was a lifesaver when they took that down. But um, jokes on fucking you because we still have. I have a copy of it now. I just got a copy of it. Franz has a copy of it. We all have copies of it. So if Rick's copy somehow comes up fucking mysteriously disappeared, then we've got three other fucking backups, and I've put mine on a disc, so good luck fucking finding that. And um, 
It's a fucked up situation. Rick was assaulted. It's not over by a long shot, and that's all I'm going to fucking say about the situation. Until it's over, and it's been resolved, which could take years. So. Agreed, but the problem is, is that he's, he, he, he's not going to go after the band. He's going after TB and who... TV and I'm not saying what he's doing. I don't know what but he's doing. I, I'm not, I, I don't uh, want to talk speak out of school, but I want to say that like you can't find certain people and and like don't go after Frank because he's going to sit there and not know what the fuck he's talking about. So, well, okay. right? No, no, no. It's he's 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 got his shit together on this. I, this, I agree. I've been in, to, you know contact with him, etc. So, and, but that's uh, all I'm going to say publicly about it. Uh, yeah, and he's not gonna, and, I, and he's been advised not to speak publicly about it either. So that's it. He's not gonna do any more interviews, as far as I know, about it, or, or at least talk about it in an interview forthcoming until it's resolved. Yes, um, I don't think it would be a smart idea if he did, because no. uh, loose lips sink ships. On. It's real simple. Yes. And so I'm keeping that close to my chest until it's resolved. When it's resolved, I'll talk about it all day. Hopefully we'll still be on the air and fuck, Rick can come on and tell the story himself. But Mm. from what I saw while I was there, I didn't see the actual assault take place. But I saw Rick after the show and that man was fucking assaulted. And we have photographs of his injury. Uh, You know what? That's all I'm going to say. He even sent me fucking photographs too. I was like, oh my God. So it's well documented. Uh, it is. It has been well documented, and, and this shit ain't one, over. This is when I fe- my favorite part is the camera's unbiased and it doesn't lie. That's true. Exactly. But I said I would address it, so I addressed it. That's all you got. All I'm going to give you. And uh, guys, thank you for being here with us. Thank you for tuning in to the season three premiere yeah. of the thank Guns you. and Radio podcast. And uh, be sure to come back next week when we're going to be jiving Sister Fanny. I can't wait ma- to make the fucking cover art for this one. Yeah, uh, that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. School. Yeah. Uh, before we send off here, I just want to give even more thanks to... Um, thank you, Jeff, for staying with us for you know two-plus hours on this stream. Uh, also, thanks to Brando as well uh, for coming in. I know we had to dip a little early, but hopefully I think we're going to definitely try and get it back on again. Hopefully when he's, you know, I know he's a busy dude, so whenever. We got to get him on to do an actual like, song review of sorts since he had to leave right before we did one. But want to thank him again as well for coming on. It's always always a pleasure having, like, anyone on the show. Even, like, you know, we got friends, oh, yeah. other people, friends of ours. Like, I got to say, doing, like, two years plus now of the show, it made, like, um, a lot of people, like, we could consider, like, you know, friends and stuff, too. So, like, I can, you know... Oh yeah, we well, I talk to constantly. We made some good friends along the way, so that's why I love about doing this podcast. And then this, this COVID shit hits and throws a fucking big wrench in everything. Yeah, and I came fucking come and visit though, having to do five, <laughs> six hundred tests, and I go, fuck. Have they give you the old up to shoot yet? No, I would never fucking do those. I'd rather pay extra <laughs> to not get that shit there. <laughs> no way I'll do like the saliva fucking whatever boom and send it off I, I don't, don't know man with all the variants going around we're gonna get a butt variant pretty soon you watch nah, <laughs> there's like fucking 200 fucking variants of this stuff it's the only way to test this new variant <laughs> at a point you gotta learn to live with it's this it's gynecologically thing. ladies let me in <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, hey oh. hey Dustin Caputo likes it with two fingers 
Well, that's how we'll see. That's that's how you got to do the COVID test. Is you got to go in there with the two feet and then spread them out and fill in there real good. And then sometimes you even got to get the whole fist in there to really get a hold of the virus. And 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 you just rip it out. Rip it out. Rip that virus right out. You remember the preachers and shit that was talking about? They were they were condemning COVID. COVID nineteen. I blow, what was that? I blow the wind of God. Yeah. Jesus is my vaccine. <laughs> oh, man. Well, but we're going to keep talking out our ass. We'll hang out a little bit after the show, folks. But uh, yeah. um, for everybody else, though, uh, good night. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you're watching the live stream, we've had a blast. And uh, we'll be back next week for an all-new edition of Guns Radio. And until then, I'm Dustin Bones. And I'm Chris Caputo. Season 3 has just begun, and we'll see you next week as we continue on. Peace!